BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, Chip Cookies, Sag Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Well, welcome to Larry Miller Field as the Cougars and the Zags from Gonzaga go out at game three of this uh, three-game set. Cougars very impressive in the first two games. Uh, joined by Tuckett Slade, this is Brent Norton as the Cougars win uh, 6-4 and 6-2 in the first two games. And uh, Tuck, after what happened last weekend, really it's exactly what the Cougars needed. Uh, Coach uh, Littlewood wouldn't have told you on Thursday that these were must-wins, but he told me today that they, 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 they were must-wins. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you lose three at home last week, and so you got games to make up, and so far you won the series, and now you got a chance to make up a game on your loss column, you know, because you gave up a, a couple of uh, a wins last week, so it's a big, big game today for the Kooks. Well, as we talk about, always tough to sweep anybody. I don't care what level, home or away, Cougars have got to have that mindset of winning three. Absolutely. And uh, that's always a very, very difficult thing to do, uh, especially in baseball. It really is. It's hard to beat a team three times. And this Gonzaga team is a talented team, and they had their ace on the hill last night that kind of got punched in the mouth early um, and kind of rattled him. But uh, they got a guy going today who is a talented left-hander. But uh, Cougs got to come out with that same mentality and attack them early. Get on them early and see if they can handle the pressure and, and try to win three wins, get three wins. Mac Lardner is the starter for Gonzaga. Two wins, a loss, 2.59 earned run average. He is a sophomore out of Templeton, California. Wearing number 44, he'll throw from the left side. And uh, Blake Inouye will get the start for the Cougars. Uh, Inouye, a junior out of uh, the Las Vegas area. He's mainly been a reliever this year. But he's getting the chance with a start here in game three. Yeah, he's been a fantastic middle relief guy that's given us three to five innings in some long relief situations early in the year. He's got a fastball, really good changeup, and a slider that he's developed the last few weeks that uh, really can help him out. But we're going to need a big start by him. Still kind of searching for that third guy in the rotation, and, and maybe he's the guy. Hopefully today he is. Again, a, a lineup change today for the Cougars as Casey Jacobson gets the start at third base. He'll hit in the number eight slot, and they move Perns from nine up to number two. Uh, Perns hitting 386 on the year, and, boy, it's tough to keep that kind of productivity down in the bottom of your lineup. You want him to get as many at-bats as possible. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Perns has really earned that, and like Coach talked about yesterday in the pregame, it's hard to move that good nine-hole hitter up, but he felt, hey, we got to stretch this lineup out a little bit. We, we need him in the two-hole to be in that situation. He does a good job there. And, and Casey, hey, Nate's been struggling and is facing a lefty today. Casey's been playing fantastic defense. It's like, hey, let's reward that kid. Give him a start and see if he can run out there against the lefty and run into a few balls. Brian Sue moves from the number two hole in the lineup to back to number six. Sue really more of an RBI-type guy. Uh, I think you can kind of switch him around and – and he can adapt to anything, but he moves to number six, and uh, Coach Littlewood said that was mainly uh, due to his RBI uh, potential, and that's what they were looking for. Yeah. A few moments ago, I had a chance to sit down with Coach Littlewood and talk uh, pregame before this uh, third game against Gonzaga. Uh, let's play that for you right now. We're here with Coach Mike Littlewood. Um, Coach, first two wins against Gonzaga. Cougars really battled. Uh, a, gr- a great couple of wins. 
Yeah, it's been a great week for us, starting with Utah on Tuesday, and then uh, what we felt like, and every, I think everybody else who follows our program felt like these were two absolute must-wins. Of course, I think that about pretty much every win, but we backed ourselves into a corner, and uh, the great thing is we came out fighting this week uh, in, in our previous three games, and we need to finish it off. The one message to the team today is two's not enough. The goal is to win every series. Now that we've won the series, let's finish it off and sweep them today. I think the real impressive thing is your pitching staff held, has held Gonzaga to four runs over these first two games. Uh, that's got to make you feel really good. Yeah, it really does because, you know, I look at today and the injury with Ryan Brady, who was going to be one of our our weekend starters, and he's out for the year, and uh, injury to Riley Gates, our closer. Though That really hurts today. And, and it, the fact that Hayden Rogers wasn't at – I didn't want to use Drew Zimmerman last night because I wanted to use him today for two innings. Um, but And that's – kind of a result of Hayden Rogers not being able to go into the sixth or seventh last night. So that really, that, that kind of hurts us in the long run. But Sudruth stepped up, kind of gutted it out. Rhett Parkinson came and got us a, a key out. And then Zim came in, Drew Zimmerman again, and shut the door in the ninth. Uh, didn't have his best stuff because he had thrown 20 pitches the night before. And he's a freshman, doesn't really know how to do that yet. But he, he, he kind of sucked it up. So Blake and has got to give us some some good innings today. Um, we have Perone in there, but this, this isn't... Uh, the offensive team Gonzaga had last year, but they're still very offensive. They know what they're, they know themselves. Um, I feel like they have a better offensive lineup than LMU. Um, it's just things didn't go our way last week, and things are going our way this week. Um, a couple lineup changes. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I feel like Case with the with the left hander we're facing today. I feel like that's not a great matchup the way Nate Favero's swinging the bat, and so I want to get Casey Jacobson in. He's earned some playing time the way he's gone in and kept himself ready to play, and um, you know, Casey is a little bit susceptible to change-ups, and this guy throws change-ups, and so we're trying to work with him on, hey, seeing the ball deep. But And then uh, I didn't want Casey to have to jump into that six hole and just replace Nate, so I bumped him down and moved Jarrett Perns up and then moved Brian Sue into more of a, an RBI role in that six hole. So our, our lineup looks different, but there is a, there is a reason behind it. Um, didn't, want to, didn't want to put too many left-handers together, and so I was able just to bump Casey down and split up Clausen and, and uh, Mitch McIntyre. So we're going Mitch McIntyre left-left today and just letting him kind of run and get some experience. Uh, the bullpen, uh, Sudrath, Zimmerman, either one of those guys available today? Sudrath says he is. We'll see how that goes. He always says he's ready to go. Um, I'm not even going to throw Drew out there. Um, just, you know, I, I want to take care of his arm. We, we talked about the plate that's in his arm with, with all the screws and everything, and it's just something we want to take care of and give him a couple days rest and let him throw an inning or two against Utah Valley and then get ready for Pepperdine. Uh, but, you know, we have Moats and Rhett Parkinson still, Kenny Sines and, and Alex Perrone. Um, so we've got, we've got guys back there that are going to be able to, to get, get it done for us. But it's going to be more of a matchup instead of, hey, we know we're going to get three outs today. Sudrath, uh, kind of interesting watching him on the mound. He's so animated. Um, you know, he kind of takes that closer mentality. He got the haircut, kind of leers in at the home plate. Uh, I love the way he pitches out there and always exciting. Yeah, he's got some moxie. He's he's got a little bulldog behind him, and it, you know, the thing is, he just needs to back it up on the mound. You know, uh, right now he he doesn't have great fastball command. His, his he's got be- better command of his slider than he does of his fastball. And as soon as he starts locating that fastball that that can run, we've talked about that. It runs in and it runs away, and it's never straight. But he doesn't know which way it's going, and so it makes it tough. You'll see Dave Clausen miss a strike three, but Dave doesn't know which way the ball's going to his in his defense, which I'm not in Dave's defense a whole lot. I'm I'm pretty much on him all the time. Um, so it's kind of tough back there, but he does. Hat's crooked, and I love guys who just want to compete at the end of games, and he does for sure. End of 11-game homestand uh, today, and then you, Utah Valley next week, and then down to Pepperdine. 
So uh, they were all 11 important, and this one uh, just as important as the rest. No doubt. I mean, we after winning the first two, we have to get the sweep today. It can it, even us up in league play, um, kind of put us back where we where we feel like we should be. And uh, it doesn't feel like life's over like it did last week. So very, very important. Uh, and then next week, that rivalry, Utah Valley again, and then go to Pepperdine. We've, we haven't traditionally played well at Pepperdine. And, and um, you know, that's just one game at a time. But opportunities are kind of presenting themselves right now to, to get back in the race. Okay, Coach, uh, congratulations on the first two. We'll see you after the game. All right. Thanks, Brent. All right, back here at uh, Larry Miller Field. Those were the comments by uh, Coach Mike Littlewood just before the start of Game 3 here against Gonzaga. Let's quickly go over the starting lineups. First defensively for the Cougars, uh, Clawson is behind the plate. Uh, Brian Sue at first base, uh, Brennan Anderson at second, Daniel Sneeman at uh, short, and Casey Jacobson getting the start at third base this afternoon. Mitch McIntyre in left, uh, Jarrett Perns in center, Brock Hale in right field, and Blake Inouye on the mound. Uh, Inouye, one win, two losses on the year. A 7.21 earned run average for Blake Inouye. For the uh, Gonzaga Bulldogs, Ernie Yake will lead it off. He'll play at third base. He'll be followed by Branson Truby, the center fielder. Batting third is Jake Veith at first base. Uh, Gunnar Schubert will be the shortstop. He'll bat cleanup. Batting fifth is Austin Pinarini, the catcher. Nick Brooks, the DH, will bat uh, sixth. Daniel Fredrickson in right field bat seventh. Jace Vandebrake in left field will bat eighth. Brendan McClary will play at second base. McClary has played in three games this year but does not have an at-bat. So McClary, who's a senior, we've seen him in the past. Yeah. Not sure if it's an injury problem or what, but he gets the start here in game three. And then on the hill for Gonzaga is Mac Lardner. Lardner, left-hander, two wins, a loss, 2.59 earned run average. And we are ready for baseball here as Ernie Yak will uh, step in. Yak uh, we're batting from the left side. He's a two for eight in the series with an RBI. And Blake Inouye, starter for the Cougars, set. And here's the first pitch of the ball game. And the first pitch is over for a call strike one, 88 mile an hour fastball there from uh, Inouye. On deck is uh, Truby and then Veith for the Bulldogs. Cougars won six to four Thursday night, six to two last night. There's a little one-hopper out to uh, Sneeman. Quick throw to first in time for the out. So one man out for the Bulldogs, and that will bring uh, Branson Truby to the plate, center fielder. Yeah, Keita Blake anyway today on the mound is just attacking the zone, making them earn everything, throw his fastball and curveball and change it for strikes and, and really try to keep these hitters off balance. Truby has three hits in the first two games. Right-handed hitter steps in against Inouye. First pitch over for a call strike. Blake Inouye this year uh, has had one other start. This is his ninth appearance. He's thrown 16 innings for BYU. And here's the 0-1. Just off the plate, one ball and one strike. Umpires today are Gary... DeFabio behind the plate, Tyler Ferguson at first, Greg Charles the second base umpire, and Billy Hayes down at third. 1-1 pitch, a curveball just a little bit inside for ball two. Yeah, uh, Blake has like a a slow curve, and then he has a quick slider that he likes to throw as well, which kind of is nice to throw. 
Here's a 2-1 pitch. Truby fouls this one off. Two balls and two strikes to the center fielder for the Zags. We kind of call his curveball like a Bugs Bunny curveball because it's really slow and loopy and can keep, get, get guys out in front. But then he'll throw that hard slider and really catches them off guard. That slow curve there, it's at 69 miles an hour. Swinging strike three. Truby strikes out for out number two, and Jake Feith, first baseman, will step in. And then that pitch there is 82-mile-an-hour slider. So you have the two type of hard and soft breaking ball, plus he has a plus changeup. So good location on the replay there. Started right down the middle and broke about a foot out. Good start for Inouye so far. Feith steps in. Wind blowing in from right field here today. And the first pitch to Veith is up high. Ball one finals last night. Santa Clara came back, beat St. Mary's 5-4. San Diego beat Pacific 7-4. San Francisco still undefeated. They beat Portland 6-4. And Pepperdine beat LMU last night 6-2. Pitches outside. Yeah, Santa Clara had to score uh, two runs in the eighth inning to come back and beat St. Mary's. Santa Clara 3-1 and one, along with LMU. San Francisco 4-0 and, oh, and everybody else at least with two losses. 2-0 pitch. Veith swings and misses for a strike. St. Mary's with three losses. And uh, San Diego 2-2, two and two, Portland 2-2, two and, two, and the Cougars and Gonzaga both 2-3. and three. So after the first uh, weekend and a half, uh, conference standings uh, pretty interesting. Ball fouled out of play. Yeah, completely opposite of what projections are. But, I mean, it's, it's still really early. But uh, it's nice to see the bottom half of the league with wins. You know, besides Pacific, but Pacific has had, had a chance to win a few games this year and just lost them late. But it just makes it better for the league to have a whole competitive league. Two balls, two strikes. Pitch to Veith. That ball hit out to Anderson. These two guys have got to be best friends. Veith, I think that's six yeah, times he's grounded so. out to Anderson, second baseman. Gonzaga retired in order here. We're through a half an inning. No score. The Cougars coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Brandon Anderson leads it off for the Cougars. Swings and misses at the first pitch for strike one. I think that was a change. It was, yeah. By Mac Lardner. He's got a good one. He really loves his changeup. Balls and a strike to uh, Brennan. Three hits in the first couple of games on uh, six at bat. Shows bunt, pulls the bat back, and uh, pitches down low. A ball and a strike to the leadoff hitter, Brennan Anderson. Cougars were in the Royal Blues today, as is their tradition on Saturday. That pitch is outside ball two. Gonzaga with a kind of a multicolored top, red and dark blue with the gray pants. As we have just started here, game three of the series, another change, swing and a miss. Two balls and two strikes to Anderson. Lardner, 2.59 earned run average as Anderson fouls that pitch off. Yeah, Lardner's really going to try to pitch off his changeup. He wants to throw that two or three times to every hitter and early. He's got good action on it key is to, to stay off that low one that breaks in the dirt. Pitches outside, ball three. So three balls and two strikes to the leadoff hitter, Brennan Anderson. Three-two pitch popped up. Shallow center field, shortstop now calling everybody off. And boy, the wind today is going to be interesting. 
That ball was blown a long way from where it uh, looked like it was going. Yeah, unbelievable. Shortstop Gunnar Schubert made a good play to run that one down for the out. That will bring uh, Jarrett Perns to the plate. Perns hitting in that two-hole for the first time this year. You know, you look at that game last night, Perns and McIntyre really got that uh, thing going for the Cougars last night when they scored the four runs on back-to-back hits to get that inning. Yeah, absolutely. And they've, they've done that a ton this year, those two at the bottom of the order. Here's the 1-0. That's on the outside corner for a strike. One-one pitch, over for call, strike two. Mac Lardner, the third-day starter here for Gonzaga, pitches up high, two balls and two strikes. Works very quick. Yeah, he does. I like that in the pitcher. Went seven innings against uh, Pepperdine last week and picked up the win. Burns grounds that foul down the third base side. His wins this year were at Rice and at home against Pepperdine. His loss was at UC Irvine. He gave up nine hits and six innings to Irvine. Went seven innings at Rice, seven innings against Pepperdine. And a 2-2 popped up in the infield. Again, Wynn's got it. And everybody trying to get out of the way. Third baseman finally comes in, calls everybody off, and makes the play. And I'm telling you, we talked about uh, before the game started with that wind blowing in, kind of gusting around. Uh, pop-ups are going to be uh, kind of interesting. They really are, and they've already seen both plays now. I thought the pitcher was going to try to catch that. Then he's looking like someone else catches it. It's a good job the third baseman got there. But as you can see, it's a ton of change-ups by Lardner. He really pitches off that pitch and got a lot of confidence in it. First pitch to Schneeman is over for a strike, and I can see already the home plate umpire awfully big strike zone back there. Yeah. Pitcher's guy. Here's the 0-1. Schneeman takes it over for a call strike two. Lardner threw uh, seven shutout innings against Pepperdine, gave up no runs in those seven, and just four base hits last weekend. Here's the 0-2 down low. So BYU uh, 12 and 9 on the year. Gonzaga 11 wins, 10 losses. Two teams have played 49 times. Said uh, Schneeman did go around on the strikeout. And the Cougars are retired in order. No score through one on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Gunnar Schubert leads it off for Gonzaga as we go to the second inning. Both teams retired in order in the first inning. Schubert uh, takes the pitch over for a call strike one. Schubert hitting 363 on the year. And he is... uh, Two for, or let's see, he is a two for eight in the series here against uh, BYU with a couple of RBIs. Schubert, a senior out of uh, Auburn, Washington. Two, three, and four hitters are all seniors for this Gonzaga team. Here's the 1-1 ball fouled out of play. 
Yeah, if you're better, you better be up there hacking because that strike yeah. zone is uh, is large today. Yeah, it's a pitcher's zone, and both pitchers really loved it in the first inning. Both looked really sharp. One ball and two strikes on deck is Penarini and then uh, Nick Brooks, the DH. Cougars take on UVU Tuesday night out in Orem. Six o'clock start. And then down to Pepperdine next weekend. There's a one hopper. It hops off of uh, Sue's glove right to Schneeman, who makes the play. And hopefully that hit his glove and not his hand. Yeah, come back right to Inouye, and he did his glove in perfect ricochet. That would have been a single up the middle. Watch the replay here if they, they show it. One six three on the putout. It was a line shot back at Inouye, and he kind of threw his glove at it, got a piece of it. And Almost caught it. Yeah, deflected the ball right to Schneeman, who made the play for the out. So a break right there for the Cougars here in the second. Yeah, I'll get an assist on that as well. <laughs> Pinarini steps in. Yeah, one six three on the putout. Pinarini, uh, the catcher out of Everett, Washington, batting from the left side. Steps in. First pitch from Inouye is up a little bit high. Ball one. These Mariucci bats that uh, Gonzaga is playing with, you know, it, it's interesting because it looks like where the bat, where the handle kind of meets the barrel, it looks like it's almost notched out a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting. It really is different. It's like there might be like maybe a rubber stamp there. I'm not sure. It's weird. One ball, one strike to count to Penarini. One out here in the second. Line drive, base hit, center field. Burns picks it up, gets it in, and Penarini with a one-out single first hit of the ball game. Yeah, got a good pitch hit to, to hit there and put a good drive to it. He's a good little hitter. Quick hands. One man out, and Nick Brooks, the DH, came in and with bases loaded as a pinch hitter last night and then drove a couple of runs in. Brooks, uh, 6'2", 220, 444 average in limited bats this year. But the bats he's got, he's been successful. Nine at bats, four hits, three of those hits have been doubles. As he pops it up, overcomes Sue, overcomes Clausen, wins, got it, and it will bl- land about six rows deep. When that ball left the bat, I thought Sue had a chance to show you how hard that wind's blowing. It ended up. Uh, Almost behind home plate. Yeah, I mean, Sue's like, I thought, oh, he's camped. And then all of a sudden I look at Clausen, and he's looking for it. And that's playing, it's playing havoc with any ball in the air. Yeah, you can't give up on any fly ball in, in this ball game. Yeah, that flag, you look at that flag pull now, and it's really blowing. That's a, that's a big flag. Yeah, maybe 15, 20 miles an hour blowing in from right. And here's the 0-1 ball fouled off again. 0-2 the count to Brooks. He'll be followed by Daniel Fredrickson. Mark Makdoff, head coach of Gonzaga, has been there 15 years as the head coach. 28 years overall. He's won 428 games at Gonzaga as the head coach and lost 347. Here's the 0-2. Brooks hits this ball down to Jacobson. He's got it on to second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. 5-4-3. Good play. And Gonzaga retired here in the second inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, no one left. We're through an inning and a half. No score. Gonzaga and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Brock Hale steps in against Mac Lardner. First pitch is outside ball one. Hale one for eight in the first couple of games. That was a uh, long fly ball over the center field wall in the first inning last night. Hale takes a change over for a strike. Yeah, Lardner, outstanding changeup. That is a uh, difference maker. Strike two called. I think that was a fastball at 84 from Mac Lardner. He keeps the ball down. That's what makes him so good. Here's the one-two. That's outside. Two balls and two strikes to uh, Brock Hale. Mike Littlewood down in the coaching uh, third base coach box uh, hitting one his 160th game last night for the Cougars. In his sixth year as Hale swings and misses, goes down on strikes out number one. And that will bring Kringlin up. As mentioned, Kemp Lardner coming off uh, seven strikeout innings against Pepperdine last week. And that straight change again and Brock Hale way out in front of that pitch. Kringlin takes that pitch inside for a ball. Keaton has one hit. And a little looper right field. Nobody's going to get to that one as the wind's got it, knocking it down. Kringlin around first base, and Keaton's going to end up with a double. Got it up in the air, and the ball, the wind was pushing the ball away from the right fielder, uh, Fredrickson, and... Uh, Kringlin with a one-out double. Yeah, not a pretty double, but, hey, you'll take it. That'll bring uh, Brian Sue to the plate. Sue uh, used to having hit down in that number two hole, but hitting in the number six slot today. Well, this is why Coach put him there, right? RBI situations. See if he can come through. Brian Sue. 382 average, three home runs, 12 RBIs. First pitch, Sue swings and misses at the change for strike one. That change up of his coming in about 77, 78. His fastball about 85 to 87, so 10 miles an hour difference and uh, makes that fastball look about 95. Pitch to Sue is down low. One ball and one strike. Well, that's the key with this. He misses down. Every ball with the changeup has been spiked. And then he'll throw it just a little bit higher for a call strike on the knees. So it makes it really tough to take that pitch. Ball and a strike. Pitch to Sue. That's inside for ball two. And really, he's just using his fastball just to show it. Yeah. Just so you know it's there. So you can't sit dead changeup. It's almost like he's not even throwing the fastball for a strike. He's yeah. just throwing that off the plate. He wants guys to have to hit that change. Mac Lardner out of Templeton, California, sophomore. Change again, swing and a miss. Two strikeouts, or three strike, or no, two strikeouts in the game by Lardner. One in the first, one here in the second. And Brian Sue steps back to the plate. Ball grounded foul down the third baseline. 
two balls and two strikes. Is it just crazy how left-handers, if they have a changeup, they can be so successful? You see that all in the pro game, college game. They don't have to throw extremely hard, but if they can have a changeup, they can get a lot of hitters out. Two and two. Here's the pitch to Sue. That's down low ball three. Yeah, again, that was a fastball that he couldn't find in the zone. Yeah, with first base open, here he's going to go to his best pitch. He's got to go. He's going to go his changeup right here. Lawson do up next, and then uh, Jacobson. Here's the pitch to Sue. That's down low, ball four. So the Cougars with uh, runners at first and second base. Gardner's first walk of the ball game. And that will bring Clausen to the plate. Lardner in uh, 31 innings has uh, walked 10. He has 21 strikeouts in those 31 innings. He's given up nine earned runs this year. Worst outing was against Sacramento State. He only went four innings before getting uh, knocked out of the box. That was a day he probably didn't have a feel for his changeup, and that's why. Here's the pitch to Clausen. Curveball that time and fouled up and out of play. Yeah, against lefties. He's shown that with Schneeman in the last that time up. He likes to throw a curveball to those guys compared to that changeup. And it's not a great curveball, just kind of hanging up there. Clausen took an aggressive hack. Kiefer Dave right here swinging the strikes. Here's the 0-1. That's outside. Ball and a strike. Kind of a cool, blustery day here in Provo for game three. Had rain... uh, Thursday, Friday, last night was really a nice night yeah, for baseball. Beautiful night last night. As Clausen steps back in, this is the last game of an 11 game homestand for the Cougars. He takes a fastball right over the heart of the plate for call strike two. Yeah, he wants that one back. That's going to be the best pitch he faces here. Lawson steps back in, hitting uh, 309 on the year. And here's the pitch from Lardner. Hammered first baseman. Vies got it. Tries to double up the runner. Sue unable to get back there. Boy, good job by Lawson. Hit the ball hard, but Vies, the first baseman, able to spare it. Two men out. And that'll leave it up to Casey Jacobson. As a coach, how do you coach... What do, you, what do you tell hitters as far as a change and how to attack a change? Yeah, you just have to see it up is what you tell them. You have to see the ball up. Anything that starts knee high, you just have to take because you know it's going to be down. But uh, it's tough. On the, It's really tough. You just say, hey, see the ball up, and hey, if you get a good fastball, you hit that before. First pitch to Jacobson. Boy, Yake makes a great play at third, throws to second for the out. And Rob Jacobson right there of a base hit. So the Cougars are retired in the inning. No runs, one hit, no errors. Two runners left. We are through two complete. No score. Gonzaga and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, sports fans. This is Jordan Wood, pitcher for the BYU baseball team, and you're listening in to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Daniel Fredrickson leads it off for Gonzaga as we go to the third inning. Fly ball, that wall will be out of play down the third base side. Anything down the left field line won't stay in play today. Fredrickson uh, is a one for seven in the series. 
did not get the start in game two after starting game one, but then came in about midway through last night's ball game. Playing in right field. Another fastball. This one on the inside corner. And the count 0-2 on Fredrickson. Fredrickson, Vandebreak, and McClary do up in the inning. All teams with one base hit through two innings. Fly ball. Jacobson going over. That ball will fly out of here with the wind behind it. Out of play. So next game will be uh, Tuesday, 6 o'clock. You see UU Stadium on the campus of Utah Valley as the Cougars and Utah Valley will finish up their two game uh, two games for this year. Yeah, they finished up those really quick. Normally play them three times, and Utah three times, but we chose to play uh, Utah four times this year, which actually isn't uh, <laughs> Turned a good around. decision. Yeah. Turned around, Utah two and... Two and 18, two and 19, their RPI is way down. UVU's is pretty good. UVU's, and UVU's last year was 270, and Utah was the top 100. So that was like, yeah, we need that top 100 wins. we got to schedule that, and it's the complete opposite. You have UVU hanging around 115, 110, and Utah's 240. So you just never know. One ball, two strikes. Ball fouled off. As we've mentioned to Maktoff, you know, 428 wins, that's that's a, that's an amazing amount of ball games. Uh, winning 428, and imagine losing 347. So yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's 15 years as a head coach of yes, a Division is. I college program. Ball fouled off again. He's also had a couple of ties. Coach Littlewood uh, has not uh, had a tie yet. He's got uh, 160 wins, 115 losses. Ball and two strikes to Fredrickson. Right on top of the plate. Pitch from Sue a little bit outside, two and two. You know, I actually thought we were going to get a tie last year because of our flight out of Georgia when we were playing Georgia State on a Monday. We had said, hey, this is the last inning no matter what. It was a 4-4 four to four game, and they ended up scoring on the last hit of the game to win, or else that was going to be a tie last year. It's a weird way they, they, they won, too. Interesting. Two balls, two strikes. Sue's pitch popped up. Jacobson gives it a look, but uh, ball way out of here. So two and two the count. Nobody out here in the third inning. The number seven hitter in the order, Fredrickson, will step back in. He's out of Woodenville, Washington. Yeah, good battle. Doing a great job of just fouling pitches off. A junior hitting 179 on the year. Really makes in a way work. Two-two pitch. That ball's hit out to Sue. He's got it. He'll shovel the ball to Inouye at the bag for the out. And one man down for the Zags, and that'll bring up uh, Jace Vandebreek. Vandebreek, a junior out of Yakima, Washington. Yakima has a really good junior college team up there. 
a year ago, they actually won the uh, the NWAC, which is their little World Series. They kind of play the Northwest. Northwest has their own little JC league up there. They don't play with the National Federation, and they won the whole thing last year. They like to recruit out of Utah, two or three kids every year up there. One man out, Vanderbreek, who has one hit in the first couple of games. You know, one of the key at-bats last night was Vanderbreek. He was up to the guys at first and second. Nobody out. Remember trying to bunt. Yeah. Couldn't get it done. Finally, he ended up striking out. It was a huge part of the game. They had a shot to, you know, tie a game up there and couldn't get couldn't execute. Here's the 1-0 pitch. All fouled off. And, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to this Cougar pitching staff. They've held Gonzaga to just four runs in two games. Hayden Rogers last night worked his way out of a jam in the first inning. Gave up three hits, didn't give up a run. Got the uh, ground ball double play, a couple of strikeouts. Yeah, did a great job working out of jams. Great job by Rogers last night. Here's the 1-1. That's over for a strike. And Jordan Wood the night before, outstanding also. And then Zimmerman's come in and done a good job of uh, getting picking up a save and then pitching the ninth inning last night. So the entire staff uh, really been good this uh, series. Yeah, they've done a fantastic job. Ball and two strikes. Ball fouled off. That ball is going to land up in the crowd. Yeah, talking about that bunt situation, that really was the play of the game in our opinion because we kind of took them out of their game because we were rushing the infielders to cover that bunt. They kind of went away from sack bunting and decided to slash. And it took him out of it. He misses the slash, and he ends up striking out, which really changed everything that they wanted to do. One-two pitch out hits him. Vanderbilt right on top of the, the plate. And uh, in a way, just tried to bust him inside. Came a little bit too far inside, so a base runner for Gonzaga. And Brendan McClary, his first at bat of the year, will come to the plate. Good for him. Senior getting an opportunity. Boy, Vanderbreek right there not only took it on the right leg, but it bounced off the right leg and hit him in the left leg. So two for one right there. And double pain right <laughs> That's there. That's tough. Yeah, it is. Bad enough getting hit by a pitch, but when you get hit by the same pitch twice, you don't see that happen uh, too often. No, you don't. McCleary steps in and fouls the first pitch off. It's interesting. He's played in three games but has not had an at-bat. He is the second baseman. He's a senior out of Spokane. Six-foot, 170-pounder. Now we've got a timeout called. So, again, this is the third time this year that this has happened. It has to do with his shoulders and the way he starts in the half windup. There's a new rule this year about where your shoulders are at, that they they have to be facing home plate. They can't, I mean, they have to be facing third base when you're in the stretch. They can't face home so that you can determine if you're in the half windup or in the full windup. And Blake always kind of, even though he's in the half windup all the time, he never is in the full windup, hasn't been one time all year. He likes to lean that shoulder to kind of square it towards home, which by rule this year can be illegal. Some umpires worry about it, some don't. That's the issue with some of the new rules is the enforcement of it, right? So I think they're giving him his last warning here on his shoulders or else they're going to call it a balk. You can see Billy Hayes, one of the top umpires in the NCAA, at third base. He called Mike in. He said, hey, Mike, come on in. And yeah. he, he sprinted into the mound to have a little chat with Inouye. Hopefully it doesn't get into Blake's head. 
You know, you don't want to think about that stuff when you're pitching. You just want to think about pitching. First pitch over for a call strike. So no balls and two strikes to uh, McClary. With one man out here in the third inning, no score. BYU and Gonzaga from Larry Miller Field here in Provo. If you're out listening, uh, come on in and join us. Or just off the plate, one and two. Yeah, good slider, just missed away. Brendan McClary did not play, did not put up any stats last year either. He, uh, well, I guess he had one hit. That was back in uh, March of of 17. So it must be some kind of an injury issue. Here's the one, two, a swing and a miss. Two men out. McClary goes down on strikes. You know, I like to pull for kids like that, you know, that really haven't had a chance to play so much in their career. And, man, you hope to you see that kid have a little bit of success, just hopefully not against the Kooks. Last year he had one hit, scored a run, had an RBI, one walk, three assists. Hmm. As Ernie Yake will step in, he grounded out to Schneeman his first time up. And here's the pitch. That's a little bit low for a ball. Yeah, runner at first thought that might be in the dirt. He kind of took off like he was going to go and then had to hustle back. If too bad Clausen didn't see him, he probably could have backpicked him at first. It's tough for catchers, though, when you have a left-hand hitter to see the runner at first. You know, he's blocking that whole entire vision. One ball, no strikes to Ernie Yake. Popped up. Should be playable. Schneeman coming over. Battling that wind in shallow left field. Makes the play for the out. And Gonzaga retired here in the third. No runs, hits, or errors. One man left. We're through two and a half. No score. Gonzaga and BYU on your new skin. BYU Sports Network. Mitch McIntyre will lead it off for the Cougars. As BYU will step in here in the third inning. No score, Gonzaga and the Cougars. Mac Lardner, the left-hander, rocks and fires, and that pitch is over for a strike. McIntyre had a big hit in last night's ball game to get that uh, rally going in the middle innings. There's a ground ball out to Schubert, and he boots it. That'll be an error on Schubert. A little bit of a short hop, but, uh, boy, right in front of him, he normally makes that play. So a, a Cougar runner at first base. I like to call that the speed of McIntyre made Schubert think a little bit. Because at the last second, it's like he got rushed. To, and, yeah, just you show the replay, he just booted it. Well, it was funny. He stayed back on it. Yeah. With McIntyre's speed, you'd think yeah. you, know, you would charge that just a little bit, that. come in and get on a good hop. But he, he stayed back on his heels, and I think – like you said, I think he, in the back of his mind he was thinking, hey, i got to rush this now. Yeah, for sure. This kid can run. First pitch way outside to Anderson for ball one. Hopefully we see a little adjustment by the hitters now that they've seen the changeup. You can talk about it and show film and do all that, but until you actually see it, it's hard to really know what you're going to get out of it. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Anderson foul tips that one off the catcher. Penarini, umpire does the normal thing, walks the ball to the uh, pitcher to give that catcher a little time to recover. 
So Fabio, the home plate umpire, now back cleaning off the plate. Now we're ready. Gives the catcher a pat on the back. Only catchers and umpires know uh, what that feels like. Yeah, right? no kidding. <laughs> and last night's guy got a lot of them. Rib cages and the whole works. Yeah, Billy Billy Hayes took one in the ribs last night off the catcher's mask on a foul ball. <laughs> took one <laughs> off the shoulder. He grabbed. Yeah, he, he did. grabbed for his rib and thought, "Hey, I, I need some more protection." Pitches down low for a ball. Yeah, I guess he needs to get one of those quarterback <laughs> rib protections yeah. to wear all the way around. You don't see that often. Like you talked about yesterday, that angle, it just rarely ever happens to get hit there. But because of the ricochet, that was the only way it happened. He took one off the right hand too late in the game. It's just the life of an umpire. And then David Clawson, like a punching bag back there over these first couple of games. He's, yeah. he's taking some shots. And Penarini really took one right there. You know who I felt bad for was Tuesday night, that Utah umpire. That yeah. Utah, oh, uh, yeah. In that game, that Utah catcher struggled. <laughs> Guy hit in the face mask yeah. with a pitch, up in the shoulder with a pitch. Yeah, I mean, it was. Ball four to Anderson. Well, and two pitches were completely not even touched yeah. by the catcher. Yeah, like he got were crossed catchable. up. Yeah, catchable. They were catchable. It's like he got crossed up, and it was, a, I mean, taking 88 yeah. to the face mask isn't fun. And the umpire was back there shaking his head like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. Or is this Little League? You know. Yeah, no kidding. Clausen said that the umpire said, boy. That other catcher is pissing, <laughs> making me upset. That's great. You hate to laugh at an umpire. Yeah. Pern uh, steps in. I think probably a bunt situation here. Yeah. Runners at first and second. Nobody out here in the third. Pern squares the bunt. Bunts the ball down the third baseline. Great bunt. Third baseman yanks up with it. Throws to first for the out. But a great job by Perns. Moves the runners up. Beautiful execution there. Yeah, that's exactly what you want to do. You make that third baseman come and field it so that they can't get the lead runner at third. And now you have Schneeman coming up, who last night had, again, two more big clutch hits when the Cougs needed him. Schneeman, four hits in the first two games, four RBIs. Struck out in the, his first at bat here pretty feebly by Schneeman against the left-hander. We'll yeah. see. Hopefully that improves a little bit here. Infield playing back in the middle, so a ground ball. Will score. First pitch to Sneeman, curveball over for a strike. You know, I had Sneeman on the postgame show. He said something pretty insightful. He said, You remember last year when we were LMU and got no hit and kind of shut down? He says, No, we went on that roll. He says, I kind of get the feeling, same feeling right now. We won the first two. Just got to keep it going. Yeah, I like that. Here's the 0 1. Daniel hits the ball hard. Second baseman gloves it. A run will score. So Sneeman with a ground out and an RBI and the Cougars lead this one one to nothing yeah I mean that's just great team baseball right there now time for Brock Hale to pick up that runner at third base Hale steps in he struck out his first time Sneeman hit the ball hard but right at McClary the second baseman yeah Sneeman's done a fantastic job the last week with his swings now leads the Cougars with 19 RBIs. Hale hits his ball out to the shortstop who gloves it and throws him out. And the Cougars are retired here. And he got one run. No hits, one air, one man left. We are through three complete Cougars. One Gonzaga, nothing on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with... 
Brent Norton. Well, they had a little mascot race, and uh, the dinosaur's having a hard time getting off the field. He's a little tired. Don't go. I'm afraid he's going to go. Oh, now they start to jog a little bit. We go to the fourth inning. Cougars up one to uh, nothing, and uh, Branson Truby, the number two hitter in the order, will step in against uh, Blake Inouye, who's uh, pitched a fine three innings for the Cougars here in game three. First pitch over for a strike. Truby struck out his first time up. And here is Inouye again, working always from the stretch. Popped up. It's playable. Now we'll just see who uh, calls everybody off as uh, Brendan Anderson's going to call everybody off and catch it on the shortstop side of second base yeah. for out number one. I've never been so nervous when I see balls in the infield <laughs> popped up. Like, oh, no, where is it going to happen? And it looks like some of the infielders are going, okay, you take that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want it. You take it. One man out, Jake V steps in. He grounded out the first time up. Bring Schneeman and now over on the second base side of the bag. And V takes the pitch a little bit low, ball one. Jacobson playing just about where the shortstop normally plays. And we'll see if we keep this uh, see if we can have little thing going with Anderson and V. Say, let's see if we can get the seventh time. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's over for a call strike. That's a good changeup running away that uh, looks like it could be a borderline <laughs> ball. but uh, I, I would say that's not even borderline. I'd say that's six inches of a ball. Well, that, there's a white line there, even though it's the batter's box. <laughs> yeah, that's Maybe that's true. what he sees. One ball, one strike. V takes that one over the inside corner for call strike two. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to give him that outside and then he's got to go the inside, V's like, okay, hey, what do I got to do here? And we, we annoyed a deep... Veith with the All-American beard last night. Not just All-Conference, we're yeah, All-American. I, I agree. It's fantastic. Pitches up high, ball three. That kid still gives me nightmares after the series he had against us last yep. year in Spokane. He came in that series batting below 200 and left at like a 260 clip with like 12 hits that weekend. 2-2 pitch. Ball fouled over down the first base side. How about the cameraman last night that caught the one hopper? That was impressive. I didn't. I missed that one yeah, down was, the first base side. Pretty cool. Three ball or two balls, two strikes to Jake Veith, senior out of Tacoma. And the pitch to Veith is swing and a miss. So Veith goes down on strikes for out number two, and that will bring up a Gunner Schubert. Really, really good change up there by Blake. Schubert uh, grounded into a double play his first time up. That's uh, in a way's third strikeout of the ball game. And that will bring uh, Schubert to the plate. Pitch is over for a strike. I just love the story of Blake Inouye and Jarrett Perns, both coming from Southern Nevada, both two kids that had offers other places that walked on here that wanted to be Cougars. You just love kids that just want to be here. No balls in a strike. Ball fouled out of play. They came into the fall knowing that, hey, you have an opportunity to, to make the team, not just be, not just play, but actually had to earn to make it. Is it like know? a preferred walk-on exactly, type yeah. thing? And so 
do the coaches help them get into school? Well, no. I mean, they applied to school on their they, own okay. and, and got in on their own. And right. uh, Blake actually applied to school a year ago. He wanted to come here so bad. I think he probably just to come here just to go to school, possibly. So, anyway, his father marked uh, played here, so his uh, Cougar blue goes deep from '82 to '85. Uh, Mark, uh, in a way, ball fouled off. No balls and two strikes. And from what Coach Littlewood says, his dad was a fantastic third baseman. Really good player. Great defensive player. No balls, two strikes to Gunnar Schubert. Gonzaga just with one hit. Cougars also just with one hit so far in the ballgame. As Inouye looks in, has got the sign. Here's the pitch, popped up. Ball might be brought back a little bit as uh, Sue goes over and watches it uh, land up in the crowd. Yeah, that ball was heading for the parking lot and still stayed in the crowd. When blowing really kind of across from right, the right field foul pole across yeah. toward left. So if you hit the ball to the left right down the line, you might get a little boost. Yeah, you probably, if you want to head towards the scoreboard and then it'll hook to the line and actually yeah. give you a little jet stream there probably. But anywhere else other than that, yeah. from left center all the way over, a ball's going to be... Uh, Affected negatively, For knocked sure. down by the win. Again, 0-2. Here's the pitch from Inouye. There's a ground ball right at Sneeman. Easy play for Daniel. He's got it and will throw him out. And Gonzaga retired in order here in the fourth. Lorenz hits her errors. We're through three and a half. One nothing Cougars over the Zags on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Keaton Kringlin will lead it off for the Cougars. We go to the bottom of the fourth. Kringlin, Sue, and Clausen do up. First pitch, Kringlin rams one down the left field line. That ball is a fair ball right down the line. Kringlin's going to pick up his second double of the ball game. And it's nice to see that young man swinging the bat well. Absolutely. Man, I thought that ball was going to be clearly fair off the bat, and that was only about a foot fair because of that wind still, even on a line drive. Yeah, wind and a little bit of hook on that ball, and it landed uh, fair. And... uh, Banging around down there in that uh, corner. Really good play by Vanderbreek to play that uh, ball off the wall. And But Kringlin easily into second base with a double. That'll bring Brian Sue. He walked his last time up, his first time up at the ball game in the first pitch. Over for call, strike one. I thought he might attempt a bunt in that situation again. Boy, if Sue could get that, put a ball down between the pitcher and first baseman, the second baseman played oh, yeah. well over. It's a, It's a... It's a hit for sure. Base hit. Sue hits his ball out to Schubert, the shortstop. He's got it, and he'll throw Sue out. So Sue grounding out to the shortstop. And Brian knows as well as anybody, kind of an unproductive out there, right? Yeah. Right there. If anything, you want to hit it on the right side of your base run to get him up to third base. And that's what he's usually really good at is situational hitting. He'll be, he'll be upset at himself in the dugout, that's for sure. Lawson steps in. He lined out to Veith at first base his first time up there. As Mac Lardner's first pitch to David, a straight change, swing and a miss for strike one. And yeah, not a very good swing there by Clawson. Really got fooled on that pitch. Sun is out now on a partly cloudy day here in uh, Provo. 
As we play the bottom of the fourth inning, there's only been three hits and one run scored in this game. Two pitchers pretty dominating as uh, Clausen fouls the pitch off. 0-2. One man out with uh, Kringlin at second base as he led off the inning with a double. And Lardner looks in. Here's the pitch. Way high. You mentioned uh, Gonzaga up in Spokane, Washington, founded in 1887. They've got about 7,500 in enrollment there. Nice campus, great facilities. I love their playing surface. Their field's fantastic. The guy that does their graphic designs, too, on their side of the field, their skirt is fantastic. One ball, two strikes. A little bit low. What have you heard anything from any of the Gonzaga staff on the field here? Yeah, no, they think it's awesome. They uh, basically are like, wow, the fact that you can play in the rain and the snow anytime is is pretty nice. But uh, I think it's a beautiful field. Two balls, two strikes, the count. To Clausen, of course, uh, up in Spokane, they, they deal with the elements also, much like BYU does with snow. Pitch off the plate, three and two. Oh, close pitch. Catcher turns around and actually looked at the umpire. You don't see that happen very often. Yeah, look on Coach Mactoff's face. He didn't like that either. He thought that should be a strike. Of course, Mactoff, the head coach, works clear down to the other end of the dugout. Usually those guys like to be up close to the plate, but he's every place I've seen him, he likes to station himself clear down in the far end. Clausen, a big swing and a miss. Strikeout, two men out. Yeah, probably ball four there, up and in. Yeah, no doubt that pitch was up. And Casey Jacobson steps to the plate. Casey has seen one pitch. He grounded out to the third baseman, Ernie Yak, who made really a fine play. Don't ever hit anything to that kid. He can really play defense. Kringlin at second base. First pitch is outside to Jacobson for ball one. 57 pitches now by Lardner through uh, three and two-thirds innings. Really pulling for Case to come through here. Kid really needs a break. Well, he's made two great defensive plays in this series. Yes, he has. Late in both those games, it really could have been difference makers. And he gets rewarded with a start. There's a ground ball to Schubert, the shortstop. He'll throw to first. For the out, and the Cougars uh, spoil the leadoff double. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We are through four complete. one nothing Cougars over Gonzaga on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar Nation. It's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU, and you're listening to the new skin BYU Sports Network. Fifth inning, Austin Penarini steps in. First pitch fouled off. We'll take a 10-second break for station identification. Penarini has the only hit by Gonzaga. Fouls another one off, 0-2. Point it's turned into a really nice day. A little windy, but the sun's out now. We're warmed up. And yeah, it's 57 degrees, just a lot of wind. If there wasn't any wind, it'd be an absolute gorgeous day. Really good crowd in the ballpark here for the conclusion of this 11-game homestand. 
Here's the 0-2. Fly ball should be playable for Mitch McIntyre. He is there, and he'll make the catch. We're out number one. And the Cougars go on the road next week. Orem at UVU Tuesday night. Down to Pepperdine the following weekend. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then back to Salt Lake for the following Tuesday, April 3rd. And then Santa Clara Broncos come into Provo on the uh, 5th, 6th, and 7th of April. Yeah, a lot of fun games left in this schedule. First pitch to Nick Brooks is outside, ball one. Brooks grounded into the 5-4-3 double play his last time up. He's a big, strong kid, isn't he? Yes, he is. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Ball fouled back into the screen. He doesn't get cheated either. Every swing he takes, he takes an absolute hack. Cougars have five home series this year in the West Coast Conference. You interchange every year. Last year, the Cougars had four home and five away. This year, five home and four away. So that is an advantage. Cougars... uh, Preseason pick by the coaches to win the conference title. And Gonzaga was picked as the number four team, but you can kind of throw those out. Those oh, have never been never. never right. 1-1 one, one pitch through the fastball, right past him, one and two. I mean, the last two years we were picked fourth and fifth, respectively, and won the league. So it's hard to tell. And the coaches gave us a lot of respect because we had a lot of offensive guys returning. So, which is nice to have, but I kind of like it the other way. I like to be the guy that's overlooked. One ball, two strikes to Brooks. Here is Inouye's pitch. Ball fouled back into the screen. Well, Inouye, fantastic today. He's gone four and a third. Three strikeouts, no walks, just one hit. In a way, a vine for that uh, third starter's role. And after this performance, I think you can probably write his name in. Yeah, so far so good. He's really competing out there. Here's the one-two. That's high and tight, two-and-two. As Tuck had mentioned, in a way, and uh, Jarrett Perns, the center fielder, were teammates last year down at College of Southern Nevada. Always a perennial baseball power in the J.C. ranks, 2-2 pitch. Line drive, that's going to be in for a base hit. little looping line drive, and Brooks around first base, and he'll hold with a single. Second hit by given, uh, given up by Inouye in the game. That good battle there. Kind of got jammed on this fastball, but was able to, uh, so, so strong that he's able to muscle that out there, just enough to get it over Brennan's head. That brings Daniel Fredrickson to the plate. He grounded out to uh, Sue his first time up there. Brooks at first base. No stolen bases this year. This is a team that doesn't run much. They only have uh, six steals. They've been thrown out six times. So wow. when they do run, they have been that successful. Cougars are uh, have 17 steals on the year and 22 attempts. Fredrickson, no balls and a strike. One man out, one man on. And here is Sue's pitch. 
Little looper center field. Pern's got to come a long way. He's going to get there and make the catch for the out. He's going to throw behind the runner. Almost oh, got him. Almost. Pern's through a line. Yes, he did. Drive That's right to Sue, and Brooks just made it back by. Sneaky right there. Very yeah. close. Oh, that was close. Umpire called. I think Umpire got it right, but ah, good idea. At first, when he started throwing, I was like, oh, no, what are you doing? You hate to throw that ball away and give it, you know, get him to second. Vanderbreak now steps in. Vanderbreak was hit by a pitch his first time up there. He is a junior out of Yakima, Washington. And the first pitch over for a call strike. Yeah, that was on, a, I think, a 0-2 count or 1-2 count that he hit him. Hit him in both knees, right? Yeah, got him in both legs. Glancing blow. No balls and a strike. Anyways, pitch down low, one and one. Cougar, several players working their way up in the professional ranks, getting close to breaking camp. And yeah. We'll try to keep you updated on uh, where all those young men are, are headed. As I think there's about 12 that are in the uh, minor leagues now. That's the biggest number, I think, in a long time the Cougars have been able to put into the professional ranks. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is that counting like the kids who are committed here that didn't come, or no? no. I think that's. Oh wow! I think that's just uh, that's guys really that cool. have been here. That's really cool. Of course, we take Marcus Littlewood as uh, one of our own. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Littlewood's son. So one ball, two strikes. And the pitch, fly ball, shallow center field. Pern's coming hard. Jarrett is going to get there and make the catch for the out. Boy, the wind playing havoc yes, right did. there. There were four Cougars gathered around, and finally Perns called everybody off. Made the catch. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through four and a half. One nothing Cougars over the Zags on your BYU Baseball Radio Network. Mitch McIntyre leads off for the Cougars on the first pitch he bunts. The pitcher, Mac Lardner, off the mound, grabs it, throws him out. Good idea. Just didn't quite get enough on that uh, bunt to get it past Lardner. Yeah, that, ball, that ball's got to be past the pitcher there, and it's just the two-hopper right back to him. Still ran hard, made it close, but. One man out, Brendan Anderson comes up. Brendan uh, 0 for 1 today, did walk his last time up there. And Brendan, a big swing and a miss for strike one. Yeah, it's a really good changeup. Just keep seeing it just fall off the table, pitch after pitch. Here's the 0-1 to Anderson. That's over for a call. Strike two. One run in the game. There's only been four hits in the ball game, two by each team. Cougars scored their run in the third inning. And that pitch is outside for ball one. The runner that scored was on by way of an error. That was McIntyre. Anderson takes that one inside. Two and two. Close pitch. So an unearned run is the only thing we've seen in the game. Both pitchers have been in complete command. 2-2 2-2 to Anderson. That's down low, ball three. 
Perns is on deck. Jarrett has popped up and had a sacrifice fly in the game. As Lardner, here's a 3 2. That pitch is on the inside corner. Call strike three. That's the same pitch he called. Ball two pitches ago. Can't be both ways. It's got to be a ball or it's a strike. Two men out. And Perns comes up. Yeah, same exact pitch. Pitch from Lardner to Perns. A swing and a miss. For strike one. That ball's hit right at the shortstop. Schubert, he's got it. Throws the first just in time to get the speedy Perns for out number three. And the Cougars quickly retired here in the fifth. Runs, no runs, hits or errors. We're through five complete. one nothing Cougars over the Zags on your BYU Baseball New Skin Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Brendan McClary will lead it off for the Gonzaga Zags here. Struck out his first time up. In a way, his first pitch is over for a call strike. McClary showed bunt and pulled the bat back. McClary's only had one at bat this year. He is 0 for 1. As McClary steps back in, that's down low. One ball and one strike to the number nine hitter, second baseman. And here's the one-one hit right up the middle, base hit by McClary. So he leads off the sixth inning here with a solid single, and that will bring up Ernie Yake. Yeah, got a breaking ball over the plate that he put a good swing on. Yeah, right down the middle. Got to locate that pitch to hit her like that. That's the one pitch he can hit. Yake will step in. He's 0 for 2, a ground out and a pop-up for and out. Wouldn't be surprised to see them bunt him over with the next two hitters being really good hitters. Probably their two best hitters. Yeah. As Jacobson in on the grass at third base. Yake hitting from the left side. He's got good speed. Got him swinging away in the first pitch outside. Ball one. Anyway, he's thrown uh, five innings so far here in the contest. Has allowed three hits and no runs. Throw to first base and uh, back in safely was the base runner, McClary. the first uh, leadoff runner to reach base today for them, isn't it? I think it is. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's down low, ball two. Looks like the umpire got something in his eye. Yeah, he did. That wind blowing. He's a timeout called at the plate. You kind of need that guy to be able to see, don't you? (laughs) Might be the most important guy in the field. Yep. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> Two balls, no strikes to um, Ernie Yake. 
2-0 pitch popped up. Oh, we'll find the seats over behind the Cougar dugout down the third base side. Kind of quick pitched him that time. That was a quick delivery to the plate. Pretty good crowd in the ballpark, but yeah. uh, haven't had a whole lot to cheer about yet. That's true. So kind of quiet. Uh, throw to first base and uh, McClary back in safely. That was closer than I thought it'd be. Ernie Yake, the redshirt freshman out of Bellingham, Washington. Came into the ballgame hitting at uh, 289. Another throw to first, and again, McClary back in safely. Cougars scored their one run in the third inning. Unearned run on an air. Yeah, I've had uh, runners in scoring position a couple other times with two outs. Just couldn't get that hit. 2-1 pitch, line drive, left field, over. That ball's not good. That's a base hit. As McIntyre picks it up and Yake with a double. And Gonzaga with runners at second and third base. Yeah, good swing. Kind of got in that jet stream, and it just kept going. Off the bat, it kind of looked like a soft line drive, yeah. but McIntyre had to take a deep angle to cut that off. He probably should have thrown that ball to second and stay away from the double. I think he still probably would have had it just because of how deep of a throw was. Truby now will come up with runners at second and third base. Nobody out. Truby 0 for 2 in the game. We are in the top of the sixth here in Provo. Alex Perron uh, beginning to throw for BYU as is uh, Bo Burrup. A right-hander and a left-hander. Hurriedly getting warmed up. And first pitch to Truby is down low, ball one. Yeah, he's falling behind these these three hitters so far this inning. When earlier in the game, the first five innings, he was getting ahead early. Anyway, up to 79 pitches now. Cougars back in the infield, only to give up the run for the out here in this situation. Curveball just missed inside. Man, it looked just like the pitch he struck out Brennan on last at bat on that inside corner. Two balls and no strikes. And the pitch from Inouye. The ball's grounded out to Anderson. A run will score. Brennan will throw him out. And Gonzaga's tied this one up at 1-1. Yeah, good baseball right there. So on the strength of two hits and a ground out, the Zags have tied this one up. Yake moves to third base on the ground out. Truby with his 16th RBI of the year, and that will bring Jake Veith to the plate, and Veith swings and Foul tips it at the plate for strike one. Cougars have brought the infield in with Veith at the plate. And uh, score now tied. Yeah, it's one of those uh, kind of situations last that bad. If you have the infield in, you might not. That run might not have scored. 
Uh, just, but it's one of those situations where hey, it's still somewhat early. You don't want to turn into a huge inning. You need outs, but I like this call to bring it in right here. Here's the 0-1. It's outside. Lawson uh, baked to throw to third. Uh, Jacobson wasn't anywhere near the bag, but it sure uh, made Jake uh, scamper back into the bag in a hurry. And this is who the Zags want up right now. This is He's a clutch hitter. He puts the ball in play, rarely strikes out. He's 0 for 2 today. And the 1-1 pitch just off the plate for ball 2. It's interesting. He was much wider earlier in the game. It seems like the borderline pitches aren't going the Cougs' way this inning. Two balls and a strike. And the pitch, line foul Ooh, down boy. the first baseline. Right down there, a couple of young kids. And they got out of the way. Yes, they did. They had to give that ball to that kid. That was a good good effort. Yeah, he yeah, did. He did. I love it. <laughs> I love it. About got your head taken off. Here's the, here's the ball for you. Made it all worthwhile. Big pitch right here. Two balls, two strikes. And the pitch. Ball fouled back. Boy, good pitch right in on his hands. Yeah, he did. He did a good job to, to foul that one off. Probably go to the changeup away, see if they can get him to strike out like his last at bat. Pitch is fouled again at the plate. And the count remains at two balls and two strikes. Gonzaga with two hits in the inning. They've scored a run. We're all tied up at 1-1. Go ahead, run 90 feet away for the Zags at third base. And Jake Feith will step back in with a two-ball, two-strike count. And the pitch. Beath grounds it, foul again down the first base side. Yeah, back-to-back changeups that he's just able to get a piece of. That ball's a, an inch or so lower. It's a strikeout. Good battle going right here. This is the part of baseball that I love. In a way, again, a 2-2. Yeah, he, he did. did go. Yeah, he did. Boy, big strike out there by Blake Inouye. Veith looked like the pitch was off the plate a little bit, but he kind of offered at it. Really, really a check swing, but he definitely went around for the second out. Well, not done yet. Still a really good hitter up. It was a 350 hitter. Gunnar Schubert coming up, and Mike Littlewood jogging to the Mound, I'm sure it's just to ask, uh, making sure Inouye's feeling okay. I don't think there's going to be a change here. Schubert has grounded out twice in the ball game. Once, uh, His first one was a, a good swing that just kind of right. had a ricochet off Blake. So two men are out. Runner at third base. Gonzaga's tied it up here, 1-1. And again, Clawson back behind the plate. He's got to sit on everything back there. You've got to be a wall. As Schubert will step in. Schubert actually, batting average-wise, is the best hitter on this team. He's hitting 363. Does have 11 RBIs as uh, Inouye 
His first pitch to Schubert, not hitting. Came in and got him on the shoulder. So runners at the corners, and uh, Pennerini will step in. I think I'd rather face Schubert than Pennerini. Yeah. Schubert's a clutch-type hitter. It's had some big RBIs for him this series, especially in game one. But you're right, Pennerini's that guy that just kind of been a, been a pest, pest all weekend. Single in the second, flew out to left field in the fifth inning. And he'll step in there with runners at the corners. And two men out. And here's the pitch. Pinarini takes that pitch inside. 1,668 in attendance today at the ballpark. So another good crowd for the BYU baseball team. The end of an 11-game homestand here in Provo. Here's the one ball pitch. That ball's grounded out towards Get Sue. He's, oh, he bobbles, comes up, throws the first. He got it. In time for the Ooh, out. baby. Boy, Sue, Woo. really an easy play. It popped out of his glove. Yeah. Give uh, Inouye a lot of credit for being at the bag and Sue able to shovel the ball to Sue or to uh, Inouye just before the runner made it to the bag and the Cougars get out of a jam right there. Or Gonzaga, one run, two hits. No errors. Two big runners left. We are through five and a half, one, one. Bulldogs and the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Daniel Sneeman steps in for the Cougars. Daniel now with a one-two count on him. Daniel has struck out in the first grounded doubt, uh, but picked up an RBI his last time up. We're all tied up one-one as we Play the bottom of the sixth there. Gonzaga put a run up in the, their half of the inning. There's a little pop-up. Could be tough. Right left fielder coming in. Shortstop going out. Left fielder coming in and making the play in foul territory for out number one. And that will bring to the plate Brock Hale. Boy, Mike Laudner has absolutely been on cruise control. He really has. Only thrown 67 pitches coming into the inning, and we're in the bottom of the sixth. Yeah, Not overpowering, four Ks, two walks. Just a crafty lefty that knows who he is and pitches to it. First pitch is over for a strike. That's just a get-me-over 68-mile-an-hour curveball. You just hope that Brock could sit on that and put a good swing to it. Here's Lardner's pitch to Brock Hill, over for a call, strike two. Lardner just keeps working ahead of Cougar hitters, throwing strikes, pinpoint control with every pitch. Absolutely. And he has really shut down this offensive team. Here's Lardner's 0-2. Hale grounds one foul down the third baseline. Yeah, you can tell Brock just isn't comfortable up there seeing this kid at all. He's only gotten two fastballs against this kid to hit, and he's taken both of them which means it looks like he might be sitting on breaking balls. 1-1 the score. Here's the pitch to Hale. That's up high. The uh, Zags have a very good closer in Casey Legamina. He's got five saves on the year. One win and one loss. The pitch is inside. Two and two the count. Yeah, that pitch right there, it's like, is it a ball or is it a strike? You know? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's been half of each yeah, in this it, game. It has. 
2-2 pitch. Down low, ball three. This Cougar team with eight married on the team, four recent return missionaries, overall 16 return missionaries on this year's squad. And six uh, recruits are currently serving missions. That pitch down low, so Brock Hale with a one-out walk. Yeah, good battle there. Went from 0-2 all the way back to a walk. Did a good job of taking that change up down. Kringlin has got both hits, both doubles. One in the second, one in the fourth will step in. Keaton, for those of you in the ballpark listening and seeing him kind of hobbling around the bases, battling the hamstring issue. Normally the Cougar left fielder, but he's been kind of relegated to that DH role here the last few games. And the first pitch to Kringlin outside, ball one. Kringlin's been the only Cougar to figure this Lardner kid out. Yeah, he's able to get uh, change-ups up in the zone that he's been competitive with and able to put good swings on. I mean, his first double wasn't a great swing. He just kind of hit it where they weren't. But at the end of the day, you put a ball in play, you never know what can happen. In his last at-bat, he crushed a double. Brandon Harmon, the pitching coach for the Zags out of the dugout, talking with Lardner about, I'm sure, about Kringlin and what he wants to do against this guy that's had all the success against him today. I really like Brandon. He's a really good pitching coach. He's had some fantastic uh, staffs at Gonzaga, and he's a Gonzaga guy. He pitched for him. Well, all the Cougars have their walk-up music when they walk up to hit, and uh, Keaton Kringlin's is feeling good by Nina Simone. There isn't one that's the same. They, they all have different, uh, different walk-up tunes. We'll try to keep you updated on those as we go throughout the season. I don't think they'll take care of that on the road, but at home they do. Yeah, no, they, we don't get that on the road. Only when you get in the conference tournament regionals that they do that. One ball, no strikes to Kringlin. Runner at first base, one man down. We're all tied up 1-1, and Kringlin fouls the pitch off. One ball, one strike. Pitch to Kringlin down low, ball two. Cougars at Pepperdine next week. It's uh, right there on Pacific Coast Highway, and it's it's beautiful scenery. The ballpark itself isn't the greatest. It's yeah. old. It doesn't have a great infrastructure. They don't draw well there. But they play well there. They yeah. do play well. And the Cougars have, haven't uh, had a whole lot of success there over these last few years. Yeah, you get that coast breeze coming in your face, and the ball doesn't travel very well, and and they haven't done well over the past, but uh, hoping to change that this year. Well, the Zags have Legamina up, their closer, as we play the bottom of the sixth. Pitch to Kringlin outside. No, called strike oh, three. Wow, that was a late call. Oh, that was a delayed call by the home plate umpire. Kringlin goes down on strikes. We're out number two. Take a look at this on replay. Looked uh, at the very least down. Yeah, for sure. And Kringlin uh, shaking his head, walking back to the dugout. And Brian Sue steps in. 
First pitch to Sue is down low, ball one. It's tough as a hitter up there when your umpire is not consistent because you just don't know. Not only do you have a pitcher that has fantastic stuff, you don't want the umpire helping him either. What we've talked about is large zone, but it's been a little bit inconsistent as the game's gone on. That pitch gets away from the catcher, and Brock Hale, who was running on the pitch, able to move up to second base. So Brian Sue with an RBI opportunity now with Hale at second base. Not sure you're going to give him a stolen base there, or is yeah, that a he, wild pitch? He was already leaving, stealing, so you have to give him a steal because he was already going. Brock's third steal of the season. And now Sue. Big time for Sue right here to step up. He has walked and grounded out in the ball game. And the pitch is just off the plate outside ball three. And uh, David Clausen's on deck for BYU. And now they're going to put yeah, uh, Sue on. Yeah, they, they want to face Clausen. That's the guy they want to face. Which and I don't... here's the pitch to the catcher way outside on an intentional pass to Sue as he walks again. And that will bring uh, Clausen up. David lined out to Vith at first base his first time up, struck out his last time at the plate. Well, you need Dave to mature and grow up as a hitter here and, and get a pitch elevated, take a good swing, and find an RBI. You know, Coach Littlewood talked about in the pregame, McIntyre lefty's going to throw him out there against Lardner, the tough lefty. He said, hey, he's got to kind of grow up and Learn how to hit lefties. First pitch to Clausen, a curveball over for a strike. So an opportunity right here for Clausen to pick up a base hit. The Cougars have had base runners in every inning but the first and fifth. And most of those times they've had guys in scoring position. Clausen fouls that pitch off 0-2. We are in the bottom of the sixth, 1-1, BYU and Gonzaga here from Larry Miller Field. Cougars won 6-4 on Thursday night. They won 6-2 last night. This is the 50th time these two teams have met. Gonzaga 25 wins, Cougars 24 wins. Cougars are now 13-7 against the Zags here in Provo. And here is Lardner's pitch. That's outside for a ball. Legamina really heating it up out there. I, I can't imagine that they would heat him up like that without the intention of bringing him in pretty quick. Yeah, he might be facing the guy on deck. Here's the 1-2 to Clausen. Ball fouled down the first base side. The first baseman likes to play off. Does. with the lefties and there's a huge hole down the line and, and Dave likes to hook it down the line if you can get a ball hook that down the line get a run maybe two need a big hit here Dave two men out as Clawson steps back in and here's the pitch down low two balls two strikes really good take right there really good take 1-1 the score. Gonzaga one run on four hits. Cougars one run on just two hits. 
as David Clausen, the sophomore. Batting from the left side, here's the pitch. That's outside for ball three. So runners will be moving here, three and two. Count with two men out. Got good speed on the bases with uh, Brock Hale and Brian Sue. And Clausen stepping back in, taking a deep breath. He'll set himself. And here is the 3-2 pitch. Nope. As uh, Lardner steps off the hill. Lardner now over at 90 pitches here in the bottom of the sixth. And the pitch to Clausen. Swing and a miss goes down on strikes. And the Cougars are retired here in the sixth. No runs, hits, or errors. Two runners left on base. We are through six complete 1-1. BYU and Gonzaga on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, BYU fans? This is second baseman Brennan Anderson, and you're here listening on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Bo Burrup is brought into the ballgame for the Cougars, number 42, the Big left-handed reliever will take over for Blake Inouye. And what a, what a job by Inouye. Gave up uh, just one run on four hits and through six innings. Uh, Blake was fantastic. Really was. Did exactly what we needed him to do. Compete and pound the zone and fantastic start for him. Uh, Burrup into the ball game. Bo Burrup, uh, one win, no losses. This is his ninth appearance. He's thrown ten innings this year for the Cougars. And uh, Nick Brooks will lead it off. And the first pitch from Burrup is outside, ball one. Bull Burrup, uh, young man out of Idaho, playing his junior year for the Cougars. And here's the one ball pitch, fly ball, deep right field. Brock Hill going way back on the track, makes the catch for the out. Boy, if the wind hadn't been blown there, that ball would have been out of here. Absolutely. That win held that up big time. Brooks, a big, strong, right-handed hitter. Hit it right into the teeth of the wind, although it's not quite as strong as it was early in the game. Yeah, it's dying down a little bit. One man out. And Daniel Fredrickson, who is 0 for 2, will step in. One man out here in the seventh inning. And here's the first pitch, and that is... A little bit outside for a ball. Bull Burrup, 6'5", 225. Highland High School product in uh, Pocatello. Here's the one ball pitch. That's over for a strike. One and one the count. Legamina, I believe, is still working down there, so I think he will probably start the bottom of the seventh inning here for the uh, Zags. Curveball drops in for a strike, one and two. Yeah, Bo had a pretty good start against Utah on Tuesday. Yeah. Really, the only thing that got him in trouble is he gave up the home run, but it was two bunt plays that he couldn't, th- yeah. that he didn't field. Yeah, defensively. Yeah. His own worst enemy. Other than that, he threw well. He did, yeah. And they need him. Absolutely. Ball and two strikes as Fredrickson now steps out of the batter's box. I mean, we're at the point of the season where we're down really good, two really good arms in Ryan Brady and, and Riley Gates. So you got to have guys in the pen really step up. 
Pitches outside. Sudruth uh, said he's available, according to Coach Littlewood. He's down there stretching. They need him late in the ball game. He seems like the type of kid that just would, wouldn't matter if he threw 100 pitches a night before. Yeah. He's, he's ready to throw more. He's always available in his mind. I like that kid. 2-2 two, two pitch. Checked his swing but went around. Throw down to first base, uh, Sue. And the put out. That's a big pitch right there by Bo. Two men out. And Vandebreek steps in. Again, he'll bat from the left side. Vandebreek has been hit by a pitch and has flown to center field. And here's the first pitch. Swing and a miss for strike one. Yeah, really pulled off that breaking ball. Good action there by Bo. Burp, again, big presence out there, 6'5", 225. Doesn't overpower you, but uh, when he's on, he can uh, pinpoint that fastball, has a good breaking pitch, especially against left-handers. Swing and a miss, another breaking pitch, 0-2. Yeah, Bo was a really good high school football player. Was he? What position did he play? He was a lineman. Was he? Left, I think it was yeah. a left or right tackle. 0-2 the count to uh, Vandebreek. And here's Burrup's pitch. Just off the plate. Good pitch there. Yeah, great miss. Breaking ball off the plate. Those are the 0-2, 1-2 misses that you like your pitcher to have. In 1-2, here's the pitch from Burrup. That pitch is down low. Good job by Clausen. Knocking that ball down, keeping it in front of him. Yeah, Dave worked really hard on that. Two balls and two strikes to the left fielder from Gonzaga. We're all tied up 1-1 as we play the top of the seventh inning here in Provo. Pitch is fouled back into the screen. Gonzaga four hits, Cougars two hits. Cougars scored an unearned run in the third inning, and uh, Gonzaga came up with a, a run in the sixth that could have easily been more, but in a way kind of pitched out of that jam. Yeah, both starting pitchers were fantastic today. Look at Mina continuing to throw. 2-2 two, two pitch, pop foul, out of play. Yeah, look at Mina hasn't had, had to throw this whole series, so you know he has three or four available. I'd be shocked if they don't bring him in to start this next inning, especially as much as he's throwing down there. He's getting ready to go in. Agamina, one of the veterans on that staff. Uh, Cougars are, have seen him before. And here's the 2-2. Checked his swing. They said, no, oh, he said he wow. did not go. Wow. Billy Hayes, the third base umpire, gave the safe sign. Looks like he went around. Sure did. Here's the replay. Oh, he didn't. No, I think he held it he up. He did held it up. Wow. Well, Billy Hayes, congrats to you on getting that right. That's why he's one of the top umpires <laughs> yeah. in the nation. Three and two. Here's the pitch. Ball hit right at Anderson. Brennan gobbles it up, throws the first for the out. And the Zags retired in order here in the seventh. We are through six and a half. One, one. BYU and Gonzaga on your new skin sports network.
Back here as we go to the bottom of the seventh inning, Casey Legamina into the ballgame for the Zags. And he is their closer. Legamina, five saves on the year. And he is one of the uh, veterans of this uh, team. Warrior number 35. Six foot, 180 pound sophomore out of Chandler, Arizona. So Legamina into the game, and he will face. Casey Jacobs here in the bottom of the seventh. Jacobson is grounded out to the third baseman and to the shortstop in the ball game. And the pitch to Jacobson is a curveball, swung and a miss for strike one. Yeah, Legomina is a fastball slider changeup guy. Fastball is 89-91. Ball hit hard down the third baseline. Foul. For 93, as that pitch shows. Legamina has started uh, some games in the recent past. uh, As uh, Jacobson swings and misses at that slider off the plate. One man out. Yeah, he's got a really, really good strikeout slider. He strikes out at least a batter an inning. And that will bring uh, Nick Mitch McIntyre to the plate. Legamina had uh, two saves down at Rice earlier this year. Here's a ball hit uh, out toward the second baseman. He's got it. He'll throw McIntyre out so quickly. Two men down here in the seventh for the Cougars. Top of the order, Brendan Anderson will step in. Picked up his fifth save against Pepperdine last weekend. Threw two innings in the next night against uh, Pepperdine. Did not uh, uh, end up with a decision. Did give up one base hit. The most he's thrown this year is two innings in any one outing. As Anderson steps in and there's that slider over for a call. Strike one. Brennan Anderson steps back. Here's the pitch, and that's a fastball over for a strike. That might have been a change. Yeah, another, uh, I think it was another slider. Slider? Yeah. No balls in, two strikes. Legamini not messing around. He's out there throwing strikes. Pitch to Anderson is off the plate. One and two. Here's the one-two. Strike three called, and the Cougars go down in order here in the seventh. Lorenz hits or errors. We are through seven complete now. One-one, Gonzaga and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Bo Burp on the hill for his second inning of work. First pitch to Brendan McClary is down low, ball one. McClary one for two today. There's a line drive, another base hit. He's now got two hits in the ball game. So he leads off the eighth inning, and that will bring to the plate uh, Ernie Yake, who uh, doubled his last time up. 1-1 the score as we play the top of the eighth inning. That's the fifth hit by Gonzaga. <coughs> Cougars have Perone 
Down working. As Yake will step in, we thought bunt situation the last time, and they let Yake sw- uh, swing away, and he doubled. We'll see yeah, what they do fantastic. here. Scored the bunt that time and took the pitch down low for a ball. Jacobson was coming hard from third base. And you've got to believe this is a bunt situation. Yeah, absolutely. Bo Burrup. Here's the 1-0 pitch. There's a bunt attempt. Kind of a feeble attempt right there by Yake. And he bunt, missed it, missed it in the count 1-1. Uh, one one. Didn't seem to have his heart in that attempt. Yeah, no kidding. It's like I wanted it, I didn't. <laughs> One ball, one strike to the third baseman from Gonzaga. And here is Burrup's 1-1 pitch. Ball hit up the middle. Anderson oh, right through man. the – under the glove of Anderson. And Gonzaga is going to end up with runners at first and se- or second and third base. Wow. Boy, that would have been a double playground ball. And it just snuck under Anderson's glove. Unbelievable. Big – air right there on the Cougar second baseman. I think everyone's surprised he was swinging at it. Really a, a fairly easy play for Brennan. So now Gonzaga with the runners at second and third base. Nobody out. And uh, Mike Littlewood out of the dugout. And they're going to bring the right-hander in, Perone. We'll take a two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now take a 10-second station ID break. Branson Truby steps in. Gonzaga with runners at second and third base. Nobody out. First pitch from Alex Perone is up high. Ball one. Going back to that last play, Tuck, uh, you know, Brennan, a lot of things going through his head, I'm sure, at that time. I'm yeah. sure he's thinking bunt, bunt defense, where have I got to go? Yeah, and then he got it. And then all of a sudden balls hit right at you. Yeah, two hopper, definitely double play, goes right through his glove. Pitch is grounded foul, and, you know, 99% of the time Brennan makes that play. Absolutely. Just unfortunate. Burrup did the good job to get, to get the ground ball, and it definitely would have been two. Yeah. Ball was sharply hit. Ball and a strike to Truby. As Perone looking for a strikeout here, and that pitch is up high for ball three, or ball two. Really have to bear down here. Compete, you're in a jam. Two guys on, no out. Second and third. Big time pitches right here by Perone. Two balls and a strike. Here's Perone's pitch. That's outside ball three. Well, the one thing... It does by putting this guy on is at least you got to force at any base. Kind of sets up a little easier double play possibility. But, boy, late in a game like this. Here's a 3-1 pitch. Ball hit out to Anderson. He gloves this one, comes up, throws the first for the out. Great play by Brennan. Great play. Had to go to his left step. Ball hit hard, and Anderson... Got up from his knees and made the throw. Runner at third base didn't even 
wasn't even really looking at going. Yeah, and I think if he would have, he might have had a shot oh. to score because he had to leave his feet. But uh, it hit so hard, the third guy at third can't tell if he has a dive or not, so your read is just stop because you can't get thrown out in that situation. But now they bring up their, their second-best hitter and clutch guy in Veith. Now they're going to put Veith on here to load him up. and uh, That's smart. And the first pitch from Perona is outside as Clausen uh, putting him on with the intentional pass. And Schubert will be the hitter coming up here if the Cougars can navigate this. Hey, you put yourself in a situation where you have force play at the plate for your corner infielders, and you got a double play ball up the middle with a guy that's a ground ball hitter. So good move here by Coach. 2-0 pitch is outside, ball three. Clausen dropped that one, scared me a little bit. See it all the way in there. This is where we talked about we'd like to, hey, ball four, take your base rule, right? Yep. Three balls, and there's the ball four. So bases now are loaded for Gonzaga, and Gunnar Schubert will come up. Schubert has grounded out twice and also been hit by a pitch. So Cougars back defensively up the middle, about even with the bag, a little behind the bag at first and third. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do a, uh, a squeeze safety here. Safety squeeze, yeah. Hard, hard to do a safety in this situation because the runner's not leaving early, which we, he could throw him out at the plate. But a straight squeeze, you definitely could. Schubert steps in. First pitch up high. Ball one. 90 miles an hour fastball by Perone. You know Brennan Anderson, Anderson saying, please get me another one right here. Get me another one. One ball, no strikes. And the pitch, there's a ground ball, weakly hit to third. Jacobson, no play. Just a swinging bunt type thing. Unbelievable. And Gonzaga scores their second run. Swinging bunt, hits it 15 feet down the line. No chance to make a play. Oh, that's frustrating. So runners... Score, still bases loaded. Gonzaga's taking a 2-1 lead. And Austin Penarini will come up. Six hits now by Gonzaga. When he hit that ball, you're you're hoping that it's going to somehow roll fair, yeah. uh, foul. With this level field, though, it's just you're not going to have, unless there's a spin on there, it's going to play true. One ball and no strikes. And here is Perone's pitch. That's up a little bit high for ball two. Well, no place to put Penarini. You got to come back and throw strikes. Yeah, you do. Gonzaga's taking the lead two to one. And the pitch from Perone's up high, ball three. And all three pitches haven't really been that close. That's the worry with Perone. Really good stuff, just doesn't command consistently enough. Perone, a 1.20 earned run average, six appearances, has 10 walks, those in those 15 innings. And here's a 3 0 pitch. That's over for a strike. 
Crone uh, played last year at uh, College of Southern Idaho. Three balls and a strike. And the pitch inside ball four. So Gonzaga scores another run on the bases loaded walk as uh, Yake comes in. And that will bring Nick Brooks to the plate. Boy, tough inning for the Cougars. Really is. There's been an error, a couple of walks, two base hits. And Brooks takes one way inside and high for ball one. Ball was so high, Clausen really had no chance to catch it. Forcing for Clausen, the ball bounced right back off the padding behind home plate right back to him. Not too bad Veith wasn't taken off. Could have stolen it out yeah. there. <laughs> and that was an overthrow. Perone, one and oh the count. Brooks steps back in. Ball grounded over near the Cougar dugout. Yeah, he's sitting dead red right yeah. now, just ready to hit. If you're Coach Trent Pratt calling pitches right now, you're kind of like, well, what do I call? Doesn't seem to have a lot of confidence in anything he's throwing. Red Parkinson is continuing to throw in the pen for the Cougars. And here's the 1-1 pitch. Curveball way high for ball two. Two balls and one strike to Brooks. He is a one for three today. Ball grounded foul over near the Cougar dugout. And that'll be retrieved by uh, McIntyre, the left fielder. Two balls and two strikes the count. Brooks has granted into a double play early in this game, back in the second. And here's a 2-2. Ball fouled off. Boy, could we use one right now, huh? Gonzaga with two runs in the inning on just a couple of base hits. A couple of walks. There's been an error in the inning. Here's a 2-2. Brooks swings and misses at a fastball up high. Yeah, big strikeout right there. Two men out, and Fredrickson, left-hander, will step in. Yeah, you got to find a way to minimize right here. A two-run lead for the Zags, you know, still you're still in the game. Yeah, you're still, still a two at-bats. Yeah, you're still a, a bloop and a blast from tying it. So, Mike Littlewood out. They're going to bring Parkinson in, the left-hander, to face uh, – Fredrickson will take a two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Two men down, bases loaded, two across for Gonzaga. We're in the bottom of the eighth. Red Parkinson into the ball game for the Cougars. He will face Daniel Fredrickson. Parkinson, the lefty. 
out of uh, Wellsville, Utah. First pitch, a swing and a miss for strike one. Parkinson uh, threw a third of an inning in last night's game through nine pitches. And on in here to face the lefty. Zags are looking to blow this thing open. Got to come and do your job if you're at. Here's the 0-1 just off the plate, one and one. Parkinson on the year, an ERA of four. This is his eighth appearance. He's thrown nine innings. Opponents hitting 226 off the lefty. Fastball strike. Kind of set him up right now for that uh, good breaking pitch. Yeah, has. Hasn't even thrown it yet. Good fastball at 87 there by Parkinson. As Fredrickson steps back in, here's Rhett's pitch. Curveball fouled back up into the screen. There it was, just a little bit over the plate too much. But I thought Fredrickson might actually take that pitch for call strike three. He was really delayed on swinging at it. Fredrickson hitting 171 on the year. He's 0 for 3 today. He's out of Woodenville, Washington. That's the matchup you want right here. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Curveball up high for a ball. Two balls and two strikes. Real pitcher's duel going in this ball game. Blake Inouye and Lardner from uh, Gonzaga, both through great baseball for their respective schools. And here's the pitch. Pop-up foul out of play. Well, and to this point, it's it's... One air by the Cougars and Brennan Anderson in the double play ball, and the air by the shortstop are basically the, the runs. Right. You know, for these two teams this game. Cougars only two hits. They've both been by Kringlin, both doubles. But yet have had five or six guys left on base. 2 2 pitch. That ball hit him. That ball hit Fredrickson. So he picks up the RBI. There have been three free bases in the inning. Gonzaga now leading four to one. And Jace Vandebreek will step in. You got a a guy batting 160. You just can't hit him there. You have to compete in the zone and make make him beat you. Two men out as Vanderbreek steps in, and the first pitch high and tight, ball one. Well, the Cougar staff, uh, as good as they were the first couple of games, they've kind of faltered here a little bit. And as you'd mentioned, the error, really one of the key elements of this inning. In fact, no doubt, the key element. They would have been two men out, nobody on base. Absolutely. If the play was made. And nobody feels worse about it than Brennan Anderson, the captain senior out there at second base. For sure. Just got to find a way to get out of this right here and keep this game within uh, reaching distance. One ball and one strike. Parkinson's pitch, a swing and a miss. One and two. Yeah, both those swings, it's like he was sitting on breaking ball. He was really tardy on those fastballs. 
Well, Van de Break, the left-handed hitter, will step back in. He's 0 for 2. He was hit by a pitch back in the third inning. And here's the pitch from Parkinson, fouled off. It's kind of a little heavier clouds have moved in. Sun has gone behind the clouds. It's cooled down a little bit here in Provo. On a game where the Cougars won the first two games of the series, but they trail here 4-1. to one. Strike three called inside corner curveball. Gonzaga with three runs on two hits. There was an error and three runners left on base. We are through seven and a half, four one Gonzaga leading BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Lagamina on the hill for Gonzaga. First pitch to Jared Perns is uh, swung on and missed. Boy, you can see that slider right there. Cougars just swinging through it. Yeah, he's confident with it right now. There's a fastball, little looper left fielder going over, and that is over his head. Perns around first base. Jared Perns will hold at second base with a leadoff double. That ball really carried well off yeah, the bat of Perns. Completely fooled the left fielder. Took a bad route at that one, and Cougars' third hit of the ball game. That will bring uh, Schneeman to the plate. No, that was Anderson. That was Anderson, wasn't it? That was Perns that hit it because he's in the two-hole. Oh, now. that's right. That's right. I keep hole. thinking. Yeah, I keep thinking yeah. Schneeman's in three-hole. Yeah, been there the whole year or two-hole. So Perns with a double to lead it off, and Daniel Schneeman, who was 0 for three, steps in. And the first pitch over for call strike one. You know, Seaman probably happy to have that left-hander Lardner off the hill, but yeah. Legamina, one of the premier closers in the in the country out there. No balls and a strike. Pitch is over for call strike two. Legamina yeah. just a strike machine here he today. Really is. I mean, fastball slider where and when he wants it so far in the three batters he's faced. Just absolutely pounding the zone. As Sneeman steps back in. Legamina's pitch is swinging a miss. Took a little bit off that change and Sneeman goes down on strikes for out number one. That'll bring Brock Hale to the plate. Brock Hale is uh, 0 for 2. He walked his last time up. Picked up a stolen base. That's tough there if you're Schneeman because you haven't seen that pitch. Hadn't had to throw it so far. He struck out in the second, grounded out in the third. And the first pitch to Hale is over for a strike. Gonzaga leading this one by a score of 4-1. They scored three runs in the eighth. And the pitch to Hale. That's a ground ball right at the second baseman. He'll glove it and throw to first. No, throws it away. Throws it away. The runner will score from second base. Second baseman McClary had a real easy play, and it just threw it wide of Veith. Yeah, he did. Big break right there for the Cougars. They score their second run. 
Yeah, that would have been a single easily, but they had him playing right up the middle. And then what happened there was Vieth was so far off the line, by the time he got there, McLaren had to double pump. And on a double pump, he throws it wide. So Pern scores the Cougars' second run, and Kringlin comes up. Well, we'll see if the Cougars can take advantage of that error. Absolutely. you got to make them pay. As Kringlin is uh, two for three, a pair of doubles in the ball game. First pitch fouled off. Strike one. Yeah, I like the aggressive nature. That slider, you know, he's throwing every batter here. First pitch slider for a strike. He was ready for it. Kringlin, the junior out of Cedar City, steps back to the plate. Here's the pitch, and that is on the outside corner for a call strike. Keaton uh, stepping in. Came into the game hitting at 296. Now he's raised that uh, 311 with those two doubles. Playing Kringlin well over into the left center field alley. And here is Legamina's pitch. And Kringlin loops one into left field. That ball is going to drop. Base hit. So a third hit by Kringlin in the game. Yeah, fantastic at bat there. Got that slider and sat on it and just got enough of it. I thought it for a sec that might hang up a little bit, but was able to drop for a single. And Coop's got something going here. Brock Hale moves to second base on the single, and that will bring Sue to the plate. I think the wind has changed it a little bit of direction, maybe blowing out to a little more toward left after watching Pern's fly ball get over the left fielder's head. As Sue steps in, he's 0 for 1. He's walked twice. And Legamina's first pitch to Sue is way outside, ball one. Yeah, starting to get him a little uncomfortable out there. And I thought they might pinch run for Kringlin. It looks like they are now. Yeah, yeah. they're going to. He is Cam the potential yeah. tying run. So Richens out to first base. Kringlin, great performance tonight, three base hits. And Sue will come to the plate again. With a 1-0 count. Good speed on the bases right now with Hale and Richards. This is a spot in game one that uh, Sue came up big with the two-run home run. 1-0 the count. Here's the pitch to Sue. Line drive, base hit up the middle. Here comes Hale. They're going to try to score him, and he will score. And Richards down to third base. He's safe. Cougars 4-3 as they're battling back here against Legamina. Absolutely Brian great. Brian Sue, the first pitch, hit a shot right over the bag at second base. And yeah. Hale, you know, I'm, I'm surprised they let the ball come through. Yeah, Hale would have definitely easily scored. Off. Yeah. And now the Cougars have the potential game tying run at third base. And Sue with a big single standing at first base. And David Clausen is the hitter for BYU. Cougars, three hits in the inning. And now Harmon, the pitching coach, out to talk with Legamina. They do got a lefty going in the pen, but this is your guy. I mean, you're not going to go to him in this situation. This is your closer situation. This is who you want up. I think you just talk about, hey, how to pitch Clausen. You know, he struggled today, a couple of strikeouts. So... But it was against a lefty, so now you have a righty. David likes hard-throwing righties, so 
See if he can get a fastball here and at least hit a sack fly and tie this thing up. You know, it looked like uh, Sue's sitting on that slider all the way, yeah. jumped on that first pitch, much like Kringlin did on that uh, on the 3-2 pitch. And uh, both base hits for the Cougars. And now Clausen will step in as Harmon back to the dugout, the pitching coach. And the Cougars 90 feet away from tying this one up. Clausen will step in. David is 0 for 3, struck out his last two times up, and Legamina's first pitch is over for a call strike. Yeah, first pitch slider on the outside corner. I'm okay with him taking that pitch. Big hole in the four hole to ground it over there. Yeah. Get he a run. Pull one. Yeah, Veith yeah, holding the runner on. Yeah, and Sue would go first to third. You'd be in a great situation. Come on, David. So Clausen steps in. Richens at third base for the Cougars. Pitch to Clausen, a ball hit down to Veith. He's up with it, throws to second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. Clausen grounds into the 1-6-3 double play. For the Cougars, two runs. They got those two runs on three hits. There was an error. One man left. We are through eight complete, 4-3. Gonzaga over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar fans, this is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on New Skin BYU Sports Network. Back here in Provo, we go to the ninth. Gonzaga up 4-3. to three. Boy, situation tough for the Cougars. Runners at first and third, and Claussen grounds into the double play. Hit it right down the line. Veith made the play and, and uh, got Claussen by about a half a step at the bag. Yeah, great ended, chance. Ended the rally. First pitch is fouled off by uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs' Truby. Yeah, Clausen's had a tough day. Three of his four at-bats, he's had runners in scoring position and strikes out twice and then hits into that big double play right there. McClary steps back in. Here's the 0-1. That's a ground ball right at Anderson. Brennan will glove it and throw to first for the out. This will be one of those games that the Cougars do lose that you'll be looking back and just frustrating. All those yeah, what ifs. For sure. One man out. Ernie Yake will step to the plate. Pitch is over for a strike. Calvin LeBrun is beginning to throw, the lefty, and also Taylor Davis, the right hander. Is there any doubt about who's going to start tonight? Uh, yeah, it's going to be their guy. Legamina will be out there, I'm sure. He's only thrown two innings. has uh, been his max this year. This would uh, He would start the third inning in the ninth. Pitch is fouled off for a strike 0-1. I think he's only, what, about 20-some pitches, though? Hadn't thrown a ton of pitches. Because his first, first inning was... Like five or Real six pitches, easy, yeah. Right. No balls, two strikes. Here's the pitch right back to Parkinson. He's got it. He'll throw to first for the out. Great play. Two men out. Branson Truby will come up. You know, that eighth inning, I mean, when you look back, there's an error. There was two walks and a hit batter. Yeah. Well, and then they give you an error, too, and keep you in the game, and you have a chance yeah. to 
tie a game. Yeah, the bottom half, It's uh, you're right there. You're battling back. You have three base hits. As Truby steps in, and the first pitch is up a little bit high for a ball. That eighth inning was a wild one here. We'd only seen two runs in the previous seven. Yeah. And in the eighth, there's five runs scored. A lot of excitement for both sides. Here's the pitch. Line drive, base hit. Two-out single. McIntyre gets the ball back in. And Truby with a his first hit of the ball game. One for four now for Truby. Actually, one for five for Truby. And that will bring Jake Veith up. That ball hit by Clausen. Veith was holding the runner on. Had come off about, what, three or four feet off the bag. And yeah. just one a one-hopper right to Veith. It couldn't have been hit any more perfectly for that double play. First pitch to Veith is over for call strike one. Well, and that's the difference. They they had their big double play opportunity, and they executed it. And, and the Cougs had theirs early on and didn't. So, No balls in a strike. He steps back in. Here's the pitch. Curveball drops in for strike two. Good pitch. Parkinson out of the stretch, looks at first, and here's the pitch. Curveball hit uh, out to Schneeman. Daniels got it. He'll throw to first for the out, and that'll do it for Gonzaga. We'll go to the bottom of the ninth. Cougars down by a run, 4-3, on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougars are going to send Jake Brown to the plate. He will pinch hit for Casey Jacobson. So Brown into the ball game. Bottom of the ninth. Legamina's first pitch way outside, ball one. Well, here you go. Have an opportunity to tire win a game here in ninth. Jake Brown limited action this year, 16 at-bats, four hits. Here's Legamina's next, next pitch, and Brown swings and misses a little tardy on that 92-mile-an-hour fastball. Yeah, he was. Brown has uh, DH'd a little bit this year for the Cougars. Here's the 1-1 pitch. That's outside. Ball two. McIntyre's on deck and in the top of the order in Anderson. Yeah, just find a way to get on base. Get the next guy up. That's how uh, walk-offs happen. Pitch to Brown. Popped up. Foul out of play. Down the third base side. Jake Brown, 6'4", 200-pounder out of uh, Highland High School down in Mesa, Arizona. It's interesting, got him listed as DH. Usually it's, you know, outfield DH, whatever. He's listed as DH. 2-2 pitch. Brown fouls it off. We mentioned uh, Brown, four hits on the year. One extra base hit. That was a double. And the pitch to Brown. That's up high. Ball three. Getting nervous every pitch. It's <laughs> the fun, fun part of the game. Yes, it is. Come on, like Brown. Like now up to 27 on the pitch count. Come on, Brown, winning that bat here. Here's a 3-2. Brown hits the ball right at the second baseman. McClary, he's got it, and he'll throw Brown out. 
They so. actually got a sub in. They went to uh, number nine's now playing second. Oh, they did. Number nine is uh, Brashears, who played second base the first two games. So Brashears into the ball game. And Mitch McIntyre now steps in. McIntyre 0 for 3 on the day. Legamina's first pitch is outside, ball one. That would be nice to get Mitch on with his speed. Mitch uh, faced Legamina and grounded out to the second baseman. His only time he's seen him. That pitch is a fastball on the outside corner for a strike. Gonzaga four runs, seven hits. Cougars three runs on five base hits. Pitch to McIntyre is a slider over the inside corner, one and two. Legamina, the closer, was not used either Thursday or Friday as McIntyre swings and misses at a changeup. Two men down. And that'll leave it up to uh, Brendan Anderson here. He struck out in only his only appearance against Legamina in the seventh. Brennan 0 for 3 with a pair of strikeouts. Popped out in the first and walked in the third inning. Yeah, Legamina's got electric stuff. Pitches outside by closers mean so much. They really do. Cougars lost their closer earlier this year. Riley Gates, I talked to him after the game last night. He's had some stem cell stuff. He is, yeah. said it feels a lot better. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Anderson over for a strike. When you can count on that guy night in, night out. For sure. To come in and get you three, four, five, six outs. Absolutely. That's a real weapon to have down in your bullpen. Here's the 1-1. Anderson foul tips that one back. Oh, down to your last strike. And the count now, one ball and two strikes. Brennan, after the air, would like nothing more than to extend this game with a base hit. Yes, he would. Here's Legamina's pitch. Slider, little looper. Right field. Right fielder coming in, makes the play for the out. And Gonzaga prevents the sweep here in Provo as the Bulldogs beat the Cougars by a score of 4-3 to three to take one of the three games here at Larry Miller Field. We'll be back with a post-game report right after this on your new skin BYU Sports Network. That's the last out. Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him. Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball post-game show. Here's Brent Norton on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Back here in uh, Provo, Larry Miller Field, a heartbreaking loss for the Cougars here uh, this afternoon as uh, they played well enough to win this one, but Gonzaga ekes it out. They they win 4-3 Gonzaga with only two earned runs in the ballgame, and Cougars there in the eighth inning with the error, three walks, or two walks, the hit batter uh, just kind of self-destructed there late in that ballgame, and just unfortunate to Blake Inouye, fantastic effort by Blake uh, Went six innings, uh, gave up four hits, one run. Um, did not uh, have any walks, four strikeouts uh, in 92 pitches. Anyway's best outing as a BYU Cougar. Mac Lardner just as good for Gonzaga. He went six innings, gave up two hits and one run. Uh, he did have four walks, uh, did have six strikeouts, and he was dynamic also in 94 pitches. And really the difference in his ballgame, Casey Legaima Lega- came in through three innings, gave up three hits, two runs. 
And the Cougars uh, really battling there in the eighth inning to try to get back in to it. But the uh, double play ground ball uh, was the difference maker there in the bottom of the eighth inning. And Legamina uh, retired them in order in the ninth inning. And the Cougars lose to this one by a score of 4-3. to three. With a win, Gonzaga moves to 12-10 and 10 on the year, the exact same record as BYU. Gonzaga now 3-3 three and three in the conference, and the Cougars drop to two wins and four losses. The Cougars take two of three from Gonzaga. That's uh, At least that's what they came out with, and that's exactly at least what they needed. would have been nice to get the sweep, and uh, I'm sure the coaches will uh, be home analyzing this loss for, for a long time, a very, very tough loss for the BYU Cougars and uh, head coach Mike Littlewood. We're going to send it back for another 60-second break. Be back with Coach Littlewood right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, back here in Provo, still waiting for head coach Mike Littlewood to make his way up into the uh, the press box area. Let's go back to that eighth inning as the Cougars uh, gave up a, a base hit to McClary to start the inning out. Uh, Yaki was up there, looked like he was going to bunt. Uh, Cougars had the infield drawn in. Instead, he slashes and, and hits the ball under Anderson's glove. And um, Gonzaga with runners at uh, second and third base with nobody out. Could have been turned to double play. Now joined by uh, head coach uh, Mike Littlewood. And, Coach, uh, appreciate you j- uh, joining us here. Uh, boy, tough loss for you today. Anyway, pitched so well for you. Mac Lardner really an outstanding effort for Gonzaga, too. And that eighth inning, kind of crazy. Just some stuff that happened that goes the other way and you win the ball game. Yeah, no doubt. I just talked to him about that. It comes down to when two good teams get together, it comes down to one or two plays. And last night, their third baseman throws a ball away and, and kind of cost them a chance to win. And tonight, we our inability to turn a double play and then leave in the seventh or eighth, and then we leave, and then Clawson hits in. You know, he's trying his best, but just unfortunate hits yeah. into that 3-6-1 double play with men on first third. I mean, just um, it was it was a good, from a fan's perspective, what a great ball game. But from our perspective, and again, Rhett comes in and hits a guy, eventual winning run, prone walks a guy. I mean, you know, it's just a matter of, of uh, making, executing plays, whether it's pitches or, or feeling when the game's on the line. And uh, that takes a, you know, it takes a little bit more effort there. You know, in the eighth, as you'd mentioned, two walks, a hit batter, and then the air on Anderson. And, you know, it's a bunt situation, you're thinking. And he, and he, and he swings away, and I'm wondering if Brennan's, you know, he's, he's probably got bunt defense in his mind, and here comes the ball at him, but he makes that play 95% of the time. Yeah, I, I would almost say 100 before he missed that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, especially as a senior. And, you know, and the, I, I, I didn't even say anything to Brennan. I mean, he's, he's a senior, and he, he knows he should have made that play and expects himself to make that, make that play. So I, I, I don't need to – I don't say a whole lot about physical errors anyway with the guys, but just one of those things, you know, make that play, and you never know. I mean, it still would have been tied, but um, – the way we came out and, and swung the bats in the, in the eighth was kind of special there. Now, Blake, in a way, six innings pitch, coach, 92, 92 pitches, uh, just one earned run, four hits. He was outstanding. He really was, and he got he just got tired, you know. He, yeah. And we were wondering, when's he going to get tired? And I, I said last night he could probably go 80, 90, maybe 100, and he was at 92. So now we know. It was it was right probably around 80, 80 85 was his magical pitch count, but um, – I was really proud of him. He gave us exactly what we needed. I mean, we go late in, late innings, tie game, and uh, with with the chance to win a ball game at home. And you can't really ask for more when we're a little bit light on pitching after losing a couple guys uh, out of our yeah. rotation and, and back end. So and, and Mac Lardner, fantastic change, the best we've seen probably this year. And then and then to 
to to bring Legamini in, uh, one of the top closers in the nation, and and that just shows you what a weapon that is. Yeah. With Gates going down, you don't have that right now, but they do. He comes in and throws three great innings. Well, and we we go back to last night when Hayden Rogers couldn't finish the sixth inning or the seventh inning, and or give us get get into the seventh or eighth inning. That made us use Drew Zimmerman last night, and so uh, my plan was to, to hopefully get in a situation where we didn't have to use Drew last night, so we could come back and use him two innings today. And so you know everything stacks up in a in a weekend series. It's not just and and then when you're talking about in game type stuff, when you walk maybe the eight hitter, and then you then instead of leading off the next inning with a nine hitter, now the nine hitter gets to clear himself, and then they start the next inning with with the leadoff hitter. All those little things in a baseball game really matter and, and I don't think young kids or guys like this when they're just playing they don't they don't get that it's just yeah. here here's another guy but as a manager as a coach those things are huge oh good uh, crowd in the ballpark tonight 1668 you took two of three from Gonzaga I, I think if I'd asked you before the series began you would say that's a minimum that we need to do so you kind of got yourself back uh, after last weekend and uh, the big Pepperdine series coming up next weekend. Yeah, no doubt we needed to win the series. Um, tough to tough to sweep a, a good team like Gonzaga. They did it to us last last year, and uh, obviously that's a tough tough thing to do with a, with a quality team. And you know we we had our chance. I'm just happy with the fact that how we're playing, how our approach. I mean, we played really really solid today. I mean, really probably you know just excellent baseball, except for one inning and on the defensive yeah. side and on the pitching side. Other than that, I mean. You have to tip your hat to, to Lardner and, and Leguima. I mean, those guys are good. They're really good. I mean, that's 92-93 with an 80-88 slider. I mean, that's not bad. So our, our ability to answer and come back a little bit, I'm, I'm just proud of our guys for the way we're playing right now. We got a chance Tuesday out at UVU and then on to Pepperdine uh, for, uh, for next weekend. And like you said, uh, excited about the, uh, the way your guys are playing. And, and like I say, take that one inning away and – and we're probably still playing baseball. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And you know, we knew what they had in the pen. We knew he was waiting for yeah. us, and we know what we, what we had in the pen. Bo, Bo came in and did a great, great job. Yeah. I mean, I took him out because the matchup we needed. We needed a strikeout, and Bo's not a strikeout guy. And really, Alex came in and he did exactly what we wanted to do. We, you know, we we get the walk to walk bases loaded, and then we get soft contact. Too soft to you know, too soft to do anything with it. It's just one of those baseball plays. It's just kind of crazy, but. Hey, we're, we're, we're playing well. We're ready to go. And Utah Valley is going to be a big one down there on Tuesday. Okay, Coach. Hey, we appreciate you coming up. Uh, uh, great series for the Cougars. Uh, heartbreaking here today. But, uh, uh, you know, that's baseball. Like you said, the swing and bunt there in the inning. Uh, yeah. That just happens. Yep, it, it sure does. And it seemed like last week at LMU, they got about <laughs> 10 of those. And then they got 10 base hits. And then they got 10 ropes. And just everything fell. So it's nice to only see one one of those fall for, for uh, Gonzaga this so, week. So we need a few of those in our Absolutely. Uh, right? Yeah, no All doubt. Right, Coach, uh, thanks for coming up. All right. Thanks, Brent. You betcha. Cougars uh, lose this one by a score of 4-3. Cougar pitching staff only gave up two earned runs in the ball game. Uh, the winner, Legamini, he goes to 2-1. and one. Burrup takes the loss, one win and one uh, loss on the year for him. Uh, so with that, uh, we'll uh, like to thank uh, Cole Wiesinger back at the station and um, Tuckett Slate for his great work on the commentary. And uh, remind fans, we'll be back on the air uh, Tuesday evening, 6 o'clock, BYU and UVU from the UCCU field out of Norm. With that, we'll say so long from Larry Miller Field in Provo.